You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Right there, right there, hold on, right there. Boom, I faked him. Oh, whoa, that was... Whoa! I'm back! But, Mother Babo, how you say that name? I'm gonna go home tonight! I'm gonna drink at Coors Light! Fighting! Out of the red corner! I completely dominated that fifth round. That fifth round want me to fight. From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody! It's time! The number one MMA show in America. Caged in MMA. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Caged in MMA. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Anthony and DeRossi, as you guys know. You can reach us at 631-965-4990. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do to find us is go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. And if you don't have our app, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what I have to say to you every single time. All you have to do is go to your iOS, your Apple, and you go to search, and you put in WWSRN, or you can go to your Android, and you just put in Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and you can find us, you can listen to us live, you can watch us live, you can follow us on all our social medias, you can go to all our stories that we post, everything is on there, our clips of our shows, you can even see Speedy's big ass on the show, on the App, so all you got to do is check out the app. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. That's just what I do, man. That's that, what that I do. Was, that was the incentive? That was the, that incentive. was the incentive, yes. It's always an incentive when I do the show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> Anthony, what's going on, man? What's going on, buddy? How you been? I am tired, man. It, it's, it's a long, long day. And I'll tell you this right now. It's too hot. And we live in Long Island. We li- well, you live in Queens. I live in Long Island in this godforsaken sweat hole of a place. I sweat all the time, and I have swamp ass half the whole time. So all the time, I just I can't stand driving in this weather. The people don't know how to drive in this weather. And by the way, why is everybody on the road when it's COVID-19? I, I don't understand it. It just seems to be all over the place. But we have a great show lined up for you guys today. As you guys know, we have a special guest. Go ahead. Why don't you tell them who we're going to be talking to? At 6.30, we got UFC middleweight uh, Maki Coconut Bombs. Patolo, mm-hmm. calling in from Hawaii. No, we'll just call him Maki, okay? <laughs> I mean, why, why not get started now? I'm practicing. I mean, eventually you're going well, you to have to get over this. You're going to have to get over that. That excuse, after a while, is just dead. You've been using it for how, how long have you been using that excuse that you're bad with names? <laughs> I am the worst when how it comes long, to names. No, you, because you see, you say that, that's your disclaimer for having to put any effort into saying it correctly. Well, I, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, when I sit here on this chair, when I'm running the production end of here, mm-hmm. I can absolutely say whatever I want because I control everything. So enunciation is out. Of, you, get a, you get a waiver from enunciating mm-hmm. and pronouncing words correctly. I am completely bad. Yes. You <laughs> 
have to multitask. I have to multitask when I am producing. <laughs> that when, part of the brain when is Speedy's gone. When sitting over here with his smelly little ass, I, I now it's a little ass. Well, well. Yes, I, Carl. Yes, he Speedy's ass. Yeah, yes, Speedy's Carl. ass. If, See, if you got Carl. Like, Carl's that intrigued that he's wondering, he's probably downloading it right now. Well, if he's downloading it, you might as well download and look at Speedy's ass, because Speedy's ass is uh, quite weird, let me tell you. Uh, but anyways, uh, we have a great show lined so up for long. you guys today. So long. Uh, but we, you know, Anthony wanted to get into first our picks and really go through the fights that are coming up on Saturday for UFC um, fight night. Uh, what do they call this? UFC what? Uh, what do they just fight call night. it? Just fight night? Ultimate fight fighting night. fight night? Now they're calling it fight night Austin. Mm. Fight now, night Austin. Now instead of numbers, we're doing... Is it in Austin, Texas? Who the hell knows? It's in the Apex this Center. This could be the, the Austin wing of the Apex Center. Mm. Um, but what's even funnier than this, isn't Austin the biggest populated COVID area in Houston, in Texas? It's one of them, yeah. So, yeah, one of them. you know, they did Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Now they're just trying to go for the Grand Slam of, you know. Well, Dana likes to do Grand Slams. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I wonder if Dana can dunk. And if he can't dunk, he might as well dunk a no, donut no, no, because no, no, that's, no, what, he, do, that's what he looks doing, like. We're not doing this. We're not doing what? this with him. No, 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 no. No, but no. he does. He looks like he we, ducks. We started so nicely. Now we've got to bring up him. But he dunks a lot then of donuts. Start, I mean, look how heavy he got. Then he's going to start. He's, he stopped, he, no, he's got swelling up, man. What are you talking about? He's swelling up. Come on, man. He's, he's, he's lifting. His head is about the size of a hot air balloon. That happens. Oh, my God. It happens. In this heat's retaining water. Well, know. why don't we go through the fights? We won't do our picks. We'll do our picks a little bit later. How's that sound? We'll Sounds go through the me. fight. So um, we will go through the undercards first and, and tell you our thoughts uh, going into the fight. So we're going sca- we're, we're gonna to skip the women's bantamweight because it was canceled. Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. That so was one of the better fights. Mm-hmm. Sarah McCann and Aspen Ladd, of course, unfortunately, that one. Yeah. Anyways, let's go into the catch weight. Uh, Sean Woodson, who's seven and zero, versus uh, Julian Arosa. So, uh, why don't we go into the fight and, and just talk about some of these fighters? Now, I know Sean. Sean has been. Uh, he's got knockout power. He's got a tremendous amount of knockout power. He's a good stand-up fighter. Can take people down as well. He's not as good of a grappler as Julian Arosa. Mm-hmm. And Julian Arosa right now is twenty-three nine and zero. What are your thoughts with this fight? I, to me, I, I've seen Sean fight once. I've seen Julian fight twice. I'm wondering if, just like we've seen during, I guess we could call this the COVID era mm-hmm. of fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the steroid era with baseball. Now we have the COVID era with fighting. Mm-hmm. It seems like these catch weights and these last-minute additions and these last-minute fights, not necessarily the veterans are getting the upper hand. These kids are coming in hungry, and this might be their only opportunity. They just start swinging, and we saw it happen last week when – we had a bunch of upsets, and we were just like, what the hell is going on here? So in regards to this, Sean Woodson definitely got the puncher's chance. Julian Arosa stays composed. Good wrestler. Good wrestler. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Hopefully he doesn't take Sean lightly because of the um, inexperience, because let's be real, we're talking about 32 fights to mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Most people would call this a mismatch. Nowadays, you're not, you don't know really. Well, what know. would we call each other if we were fighting? I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're a little bit over 300 pounds. I'm about... Close to 200 pounds. I, I think I, I stand a chance because I'm a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very strong. And I just dance around the ring and try to get you to the ground or maybe just make you just, you know, just lose breath and maybe fall over. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I, I think that would be really fun. I, I think that would be a fun fight to watch. I don't know. You think it would be a fun fight to watch you, you versus me? Yes, I think it would be really oh, fun. I, I team Gratitude versus Team Panda. I oh, mean, okay. I, maybe we'll have a battle royal. Well, you know, that would be really, really funny. In a cage? I it mean, would... Speedy on your side, and I'll have Carl on my side. What do you think about that? You know something? Eventually, just like I tell everybody else when it comes to a cage, sooner or later, your ass is going to have to slow down. Well, I, I do like climbing cages. I've done it. <laughs> it's I, not I, hell in the cell over here. <laughs> it's not hell in the cell over here. Here. Well, maybe I could do a drop kick off the uh, top of the cage. Uh, and I know there's no turnbuckles, but I, again, uh, <laughs> anyway, going back to the fight night. But go back to the fight night. Uh, going into the heavyweight division, we have Philip uh, Linz versus Philippe Linz versus Tanner Boser. What do you think about that fight? I, I, you know, it's it's a toss up. You know what it is. I know you like this card. I am not really. I, I'm I not like really it because this goes with everything that we have been talking about mm-hmm. and it's not that far into that recycling the old names some of these guys yes they are veterans but they are not that old where we're talking about we're two months ago we were talking about them retiring now they're coming back you know when we're talking about like the jose aldo thing these guys but why is it, here, here's the problem anthony I, I know dustin poirier is on on this dustin poirier is on here Dan he's on Hooker, the card but Dan, mike perry dustin, Gall, dustin poirier has when was the last time dustin poirier fought, fought he fought he fought uh, ferguson ferguson how long ago was that what was that last year that nah, was a long time ago and then i think I mean, he had injury i mean you you're looking at this card some of these fighters mike perry mike perry fought what was it 6 months ago 7 months ago yeah. that, that's the problem with this card i know you like this card i don't like the card because i like it I don't see anybody on here that really sticks out to me except Dustin Poirier. That's the only fighter. No, because he is the only fighter that stands there's out. One, to me. There's one fight on here, and I'm surprised. I think they have. It's not even on the main card. This is in the pre 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 um, fight mm-hmm. that they. I can't believe it. You have this up and coming fighter. She's already established in Invicta. Jin, Jin Fair. Are you going to drink in. some gin after you watch the fight? I'm telling because... you right now, she is the real deal. I don't know if they have her on the Facebook prelims or whatever the hell it is. This girl was well-established in Invicta. And quite frankly, I think, honestly, this is what Dana White needed to do, was start bringing the girls in from Invicta, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the sister program. No pun intended, but it's mm-hmm. like the, the, you know, the developmental program. And <laughs> Well, it is. Think about it. Think about how many, well, what would you call it? How many times do you see a lot of fighters that were on the Ultimate Fighter TV show the female competitors, where if they didn't make it to the finals or the fight night in the finale, they end up going into Invicta and developing. Mm. It happens. So the same thing that he's doing with the Contender Series. There are certain people, like William Knight and such, that are getting fights in other... They're under contract with the UFC. They get booked in other shows. Is William Knight on his card? William I mean, Knight's not a, in this fight. No, no, no. And, and here's the thing. I love William. He, he's a nice William's kid. William is a great kid. You know what great I mean? Great kid. Very nice. Uh, unbelievable. You know, hell of athletic a striker, ability. Hell of a striker. Man, athletic ability. I um, saw William fight on Mike Washington's card uh, years and years ago. He was a 205 champ. Yeah. And he was dominant. He absolutely dominated. Remember, I think the guy that he fought tried to jump. Uh, no, after that fight, there was another heavyweight fight. And he jumped out of the ring and almost got uh, disqualified after he won that fight. You remember that? It was a while ago. It was absolutely a while ago. But he fought an older guy. This old, I, I can't remember who it was, but I remember it. And I, it was the same card William Knight fought was right I before. That? No, you weren't refing it. But I think you had a fighter on that card I years and years ago. <laughs> yeah, you did. I think you did have a fighter on that card. Um, but no, William Knight out of Thornton. 
hell of a striker. He's once again in a developmental deal with the UFC. He went through the contender series and the one thing Dana White did that was a good job was he didn't push him straight into that UFC spotlight. Let me give you time to develop and everything. That's what they should do. Just like what they're doing with the female competitors. So, like I said, that's another reason why I like this fight card. Because you have Brendan Allen versus Kyle. Now, I'm going to butcher the name, but I'm allowed to because nobody could say that name the right the first time. Uh, Dukakis? Dukakis. Dukakis. There Dukakis. We go. There we go. Last time, you heard, last time you heard that, he was losing a Dukakis. primary somewhere. Dukakis. How's that? <laughs> Middleweight bout. Brendan Allen, veteran. Kyle Dukakis coming in. Kyle Dukakis. Okay. If anybody gonna, likes a we're just Kyle Kukakis. Kyle now, unfortunately, because somebody wants to act like a sick Well, I'm just being we're honest with you. I mean, what kind of Kyle. name is that? How many times do you think he was picked on when he was a kid? Well, considering his grandfather probably lost against George Bush Sr., I'm, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, he's 9-0, so he hasn't lost yet. So, <laughs> so <laughs> must be a pretty good fight. <laughs> but, like but see, that's just it. You have these 14-3 versus 9-0. Uh-huh. That's a nice little, you know, who's going to come out of there. Nice. It's, it's nice developmentally bringing these guys in. It's not this... Stepping stone crap. It's it's nice. I like it. I like this fight card. I I don't like this fight card. If you watch the fight card, I'm telling you, you'll end up liking it. I'm always watching the fight card because I know we're going to be talking about it two weeks from now. I know. You're going to like this. I, Just like I the doubt heavyweight it. card. I doubt it. Gian Volante. Mm-hmm. Right here. Mm-hmm. Long Island guy. Mm-hmm. Out of Saris. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Law. Mm-hmm. Against Maurice Green. Maurice mm-hmm. Green, who was on the Ultimate Fighter TV show, but before that he had a background in kickboxing at Glory, and he was a pretty damn good kickboxer. Maurice Green is a good fighter. He is a good fighter. The problem Tough with, guy. The, the problem with Maurice Green, he, he always... He, when he gets he, reckless and he drops yes, his hands. Yes, he drops his hands and he gets caught. And that's what's... At, a lot of these fighters do that. Dustin Poirier, he's done that before. Mm-hmm. He, he, the problem is, is these guys get a little too cocky in the octagon, and what happens is they get caught. And I think a lot of these fights are going to end pretty damn quick. The Mike Perry fight's going to end pretty quick, because both of these guys like to throw. And the whole thing with Mickey Gall is Mickey Gall's big, um, his his big highlight reel was mm-hmm. when he called out CM Punk. Oh, God. And he tapped him out. I, I mean, remember that. Mickey Gall out of Plainfield, New Jersey, not that far away from here. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for him calling out CM Punk, with all respect, Mickey Gall would still be working on his 6-2 and two record somewhere else and not being in the UFC. I'm not doing this to blow smoke up anybody's ass, and I'm not knocking Well, if you want to blow smoke somebody, uh, up somebody's We're ass. We're not talking why? about Speedy right Maybe now. Maybe Speedy. We're not talking I mean, about Speedy Speedy's right picture, his ass is right on nope. our app. Ladies and nope. gentlemen, That's if right. you want to see Speedy's ass, right there. go right say? to our app. And it just got our weird. app. There, oh, that's right, Speedy. It did get weird a while ago. Well, well hold on one second. I, when, I, when we talk about this, there is some kind of similarities to what we talk about on this show. Team Panda versus Team Gratitude. Yeah, but Team Panda has nothing to do with guys. Well, uh, Team Panda, is. well, I, I, I beg to differ on that. I mean, Team Panda... Team Panda has his own thing. I mean, you like to post things all over social media, especially Instagram. I don't know what you're doing. And I, do, by the way, do, you asked do, Jillian listen, to do a little bit listen, of what? Do you like gladiator movies? Oh, I love gladiator. Do you want to be a cowboy sometime? Uh, no, I don't want to be a cowboy. That, that explains a lot. I don't like uh, I don't like do. using ropes, and I don't like riding cows. Do you like the village people? Mm-mm. No, I don't like the village just people. Checking. I like the YMCA song. I used to play it all there the time when Speedy, I used to go to the weddings. Now it just got weird, Speedy. Why? I, I, you don't like weird. the YMCA song? No. You don't like YMCA. You never even when when the have song I heard the song yet. Yeah, have you? Have, when you go to weddings, you hear that at weddings, right? I'm on the field crew at the Yankee games. No, <laughs> but it's a good song, man. I mean, uh, every time you hear it, it draws you. Right. How do, How does? I'll tell you this right now. If the YMCA was on and Dustin Poirier was fighting, he would be dancing to it too. He put the YMCA on. I absolutely would believe that. You don't think so? so? Mike Perry versus Mickey Gall. Mm. Mike Perry, you know, gets a little reckless, gets a little wild, gets a little crazy. Mm. 
Swing and a miss. Mickey Gall jumps on his back, goes for a rear naked choke. Is that a possibility? Absolutely. Mickey Gall tries to trade with them. Mike gets one right on the button. Mickey goes night-night, and Mickey ends up going to Bellator next week. Mm. Is that a possibility? Absolutely. I think Mike Perry is going to win the fight. I really do. I Mike think... Perry should win this fight. Mm-hmm. Let's I, I, be real. Well, it, the problem with Mike Perry, too, is he likes to drop his hands as well. These well, guys get a lot a little... of – they get very cocky. Nowadays, people need to forget about the showmanship mm. of this with all the antics, especially because the training is not what it was before all the COVID. Mm-hmm. So now that you're basically piecing together fight camps, you just need to stay more composed and more focused. Forget about all the antics during the weigh-ins and all that crap and everything. I don't even know what the hell he probably did today at the weigh-ins. Who the hell knows? Well, I didn't watch the weigh-ins. I didn't either. It was on YouTube. I, I Unfortunately, I couldn't. You know, I was too busy. You could watch the, we could watch Long the replay. Long Island traffic. Nah, let's not and say we did. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we go to the Well, there you go. Fans. I mean, he doesn't even want to no, watch the No, we got wins. Maki coming up. Yeah, yeah, Maki's coming up in and, about 10 minutes. And then we got Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Mm. What do you think? I, I like Dustin Poirier in this fight, even though I like Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker is a dangerous fighter. He can take you to the ground. He can tap you out. And he's, he's a good stand-up fighter as well. Now, the problem with Dan Hooker is a, a, another guy that likes to drop his hands He's very light on his feet, which when he gets caught, he, he could be knocked out. And, and Dustin Poirier has a lot of knockout power. So this is, this is, this is spoon-fed by Dana White. Another fight that's spoon-fed to try to get Dustin Poirier back into the name talk of getting into those big fights with possibly you know something? I Conor McGregor or one of those guys. And forget about those guys. I think Dustin Poirier could be back into that mix. And not because he's trying to hand – not because – Dana White trying to make something out of nothing. He is. But I think, no, but I think Dustin Poirier is a solid guy that can help the division. Unlike what we were talking about, once again, and we're going to keep talking about it, Mm -hmm. recycling older fighters. And unfortunately... Dustin Poirier is an older fighter. He is an older fighter, but he's, he's not that beaten down with injuries and worn down that he still can't have a good fight. He is still a good fighter. I mean, the last time everybody was talking about Dustin Poirier is when he fought Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor kicked his living, you know, butt out of the octagon. That's an understatement, but yes. Uh, He completely destroyed him. And and, and to me, when I look at Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier, he really, I lost a lot of respect for him after that fight because I thought he was going to give him a fighter's chance. I I, I did believe Conor was going to win the fight. But I think he took took Conor McGregor too um, lightly. Lightly. Because if you remember, up until the Dustin Poirier fight, really, who was McGregor fighting that was that established? Mm-hmm. Really nobody. After him, then it was going into the whole Dennis Seaver and all those other guys. And that's how it started going up the ranks. Mm-hmm. But before the Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier was on the hot, on the hot streak before mm-hmm. he just basically took it too damn lightly. And that's exactly what happened. Well, again, when I, when I look at the UFC right now and I look at some of the fighters that they have, and like you said, it, it's a lot of these old fighters are being brought back. And we haven't talked about Dustin Poirier in like over a year and a half. I mean, Dustin Poirier has been lost in the shuffle. And with everything coming up, you know, coming up with the whole John Jones saga right now, John Jones has already come out and said, and I, 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 it's an understatement what John Jones is saying. He says he's going to do a holdout. He is holding out. He is not fighting. Unless he gets that pay raise. And Good. he wants the pay raise. And, and that's the problem right now with the UFC. And, and to me, you could drag it in or drag on whatever you want to talk about with mixed martial arts and where the UFC is going. The problem is your best fighter does not want to fight. Conor McGregor retired. Now, do I believe Conor will come back? Yes. Everybody believes Conor's coming back. 
But again, you have a guy, two guys, your two best fighters right now in mixed martial arts, the UFC, the biggest selling point for the UFC. These two guys do not want anything to do with the UFC because they want big bucks. And Conor McGregor has already come out and said that he wants a piece of the organization. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to do that. They're just not. Not yet. You think they're going to give Conor McGregor a piece of the organization? A little something. A little something of what? I mean, it's not even owned by anybody but the IMG organization right Right. now. And IMG owns it. And that's, uh, I forget, um, Tom Brady owns a piece of it. Um, Jennifer Lopez owns a piece of it. And even more funnier than that, if anybody's a fan of the TV show Entourage, Mm -hmm. the actual character that Ari Gold was portrayed after it was mark Wahlberg. the yeah. real no the real guy mm-hmm. um is ari emmanuel who is the head of img who mm-hmm. just so happened to be the agent to the fertitas and dana white it wasn't he the, the agent conor mcgregor too no oh no so he, he wasn't who's who's conor mcgregor's uh his agent his father his father mother sister the mcgregor clan the plumber he used to work for <laughs> if you think any any money's coming out of there even 10%, you're out of your damn mind. Well, uh, again. It ain't happening. It's, a, it's an unbelievable Dee Devlin, story. his girlfriend, is probably his, his uh, Let me tell you something. She's loving it. She's loving it right Why now. Why wouldn't she? She's a multimillionaire. She's with one of the biggest the superstars were, in all of professional as sports. As you were talking about the holdout in regards to John Jones. Go ahead, hold out. Go ahead and try to be spiteful. You, unfortunately, when it Do comes you blame to, him? Do I blame him? Do you blame him for holding out? I mean, this guy should be making the money. This guy, well, he puts fannies in his seats. Nah, we had this discussion once before. I believe he doesn't deserve what the hell he's talking about. Reason why I'm saying this is mm. he has screwed up his image. No, he has. He has screwed up his image. Let's be real. If somebody in, in, in any other major sport... If this was baseball, if this was football, what happened with Vic and all that other stuff? The guy was running over pregnant women in his car, hit and runs, coke, this, that, (laughs) and he wants to be portrayed as a champion, the flag bearer of your sport. Mm -hmm. Who in their right mind, especially when owned by a company, IMG, is going to say, yeah, we want him? In fact, that was part of, if anybody saw the... Um, negotiating when it came to the Fertitas and IMG, there was actually a part where they said in the meeting with IMG, they had an offer on the table. When they went in to finalize the deal, what happened? John Jones had the hit and run. <laughs> he had the hit and run with the pregnant woman. They specifically said, we're going in there. They told the, they told the lawyer, we're going in there right now. If they turn around to lower that deal, for any dollar amount, one dollar less because of John Jones, we're done. We're done. Now, why would they go in there if they didn't know that that was going to jeopardize something? So, yes, he jeopardizes the idea of a gate. He jeopardizes every single time that they put him in a main event because of they're not. He's unpredictable. He's still a superstar. Anthony. Listen, a lot of people were superstars. He, he and puts fannies in his seats. He, not as much as some of these other people. Who? Who You're, puts more? Off, who puts more McGregor. fannies besides Conor McGregor? McGregor. That's it. That's and it. Want, that's why nobody else get McGregor money because nobody bakes M- McGregor Jones gates. brings fannies to the seats. Man. I'm telling you right now, if you look up Speedy, do me a favor and look up the top ten gates. Uh, tell Speedy to pull down his pants no, and Speedy, do whatever what, he does. This okay? is what you. This is why you have Speedy. Speedy's great know. at this. Speedy, you look up the top ten gates and tell me how many McGregor has and how many John Jones has. I guarantee you, it's going to be like four to one, even if John Jones is in. 
the top ten gates. Uh, top ten. He's top three. John Brock Jones. Lesnar is a bigger draw than John Jones. Brock Lesnar's not even in the UFC anymore. It do- he's no, wrestling. I, I mean, he was, give me a break. He was bringing in a bigger game. Yeah, because he was a wrestler. And John what did jo- he bring in? Fans. It doesn't matter what so the So does hell John fans. Jones. You can't tell me that John Jones doesn't bring fannies to the seats. As many? He brings a lot. He, he packs out. He As packs many? out stadiums. Yes. We're talking about. We want him. We're to talking about John Jones. Mind. You're talking about the greatest fighter in UFC history. The wait, greatest. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Hold on. Okay. Who's better than him? You're you're saying that Anderson Silva was less than John Jones. No, I'm not saying that. But I Anderson think personally, Silva, Anderson, Anderson Silva in had the a, eight hell year, of a lot bigger career in the eight year stretch. Yes, but John Jones is undefeated. I don't care about that loss because to me, yeah, no, I don't count that. That, that, that was a Mazagati thing. He, he is an undefeated that. fighter, and what he did to Reyes, and I'll tell you this right now: you could say whatever you want. What he did, he tortured Reyes in the f- last three rounds. Tortured him. Reyes won the first two rounds, and then it was completely domination mm-hmm. by John Jones. He showed you why he's the champion of the world and why he dominates that division. And champions should divide, and champions should dominate those last championship rounds because before they get a, cha- a championship fight, unless they're a main event, how often do these contenders have a chance to go five rounds? They mm-hmm. don't, and you know that. Mm-hmm. But does John Jones sit out? Go ahead, and sit out. Be spiteful. What are they going to do? They're going to just let you sit there because your fight doesn't, your contract doesn't go by time, like seasons and such in other sports. It's fights. So if you do not make that X number of fights, you will sit there on the damn shelf until you do. I'm disgusted. They're with not the saying UFC. I'm we disgusted. don't want you to fight. You're Pay saying him. you don't want to. Pay him. Listen, you really think he makes that little money? Yes, I don't think he makes a lot of money. What does he make? Five hundred thousand dollars a fight? These guys he makes should more be- than that. He makes more than that. Well, we'll have to look it. that up because I, I. He makes more than that. I, you know what? I want to ask Maki, Maki, what he makes every single fight. I bet she doesn't make anything. I bet she makes about thirty, forty thousand dollars. Maki, you think Maki's going to turn around and say, "I don't make crap"? Hey, yeah, I that's going to help him out for his next fight. Come I on, don't know. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. No, we can't. You can never put somebody in a situation where it's I'm going to put him trouble. in. A, I put you in a situation all the time. What, Mister Panda Bear? What situation? I always put you in a situation. What situation? I, listen. Listen, man. What I sit here every single time. Yes. I know a lot of people like to be entertained, but you want to know something? What? I have a deep wedgie right now. I'm sitting here in a sweat box of a studio, mm-hmm. and I do not need to take this from you, okay? Especially Speedy Petey. And by the way, Jones has number 10, number 26, 26 and, and number 30. 30. What are you laughing at? 10, 26, and 30. Yeah. So? Uh, we said top 10. Mm-hmm. Now, how many does McGregor have in the top ten? I guarantee you, it's like one, three, four, five, six, seven, and then you want to tell me who the hell deserves more money? All right, guys, we're gonna go to a quick break. When we come back, <laughs> for a second there, I thought he was giving me the friggin' the the starting lineup of the Giants by numbers. Well, I thought it was uh, Daniel Jones, Barkley. Who the hell's thirty? I don't know. I'm lost. Now. I'm Full lost. Now. Okay, and nevertheless, when we come back, we're yeah, going lost. to have You're exactly where you want to be. This is what, funny. What are you... You enjoying that drink? <laughs> it's hot in here. Stifling. I told you. Stifling. I told you. I got a wedgie. Okay. You got a wedgie. I got fat. I got what a wedgie. I, I shouldn't have worn. I shouldn't have wore any underwear with these shorts. Yeah, I shouldn't have worn really skin have. for Christ's sake. I mean, seriously, man. I, I'm I'm losing control right now. I really am. <laughs> Anyways, uh, when we come back, we're gonna have a UFC fighter. Go ahead. Maki Coconut Bombs Patolo. As you guys know, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event 
of the evening. It's time! Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Right there, right there, hold on, right there. Boom, I faked him. Oh, whoa, that was, whoa. I'm back. But Mamba Babo, how you say that name? I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to drink a Coors Light. Fighting out of the red corner. I completely dominated that fifth round. That fifth round won me the fight. From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's time! The number one MMA show in America. Caged in MMA. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Cage Date MMA, and we are live every other Friday as we talk about all the great stuff that's going out in Comet Sports, MMA, boxing, as you guys know. As you know, you can reach us by calling us at 631-965-4990. And remember, go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. We have a special guest. Anthony, why don't you introduce him? If anybody was fortunate enough to watch the Amanda Nunez last pay-per-view, you were lucky enough to see this middleweight beat the holy living hell out of Charles Bird. And at one point, I think his punches actually kept him standing before he actually took a deep breath and he fell. We're talking to Maki, Coconut Bombs Patolo. How you doing, Maki? Very good. Aloha, guys. We are good, man. How are you and your family doing with this pandemic over there in Hawaii? Um, right now, everything's going good. My family's healthy. Uh, everybody's everybody's living, so that's all I can ask for right now. But, but uh, as far as the pandemic goes, I, we just can't wait till everything opens back up and is, you know, kind of back to normal. So, Maki, why don't we get into the fight? Uh, going into the weigh-ins of that fight. And a lot of people were going back and forth who was going to win the fight. Me and Anthony, during the show, we both took you on the fight because of your power, your, your unbelievable power. Because we're smart. And we, we're, we're oh, smart. We're educated. Very few. We're, we're educated. <laughs> we're, we're educated, unlike certain people that work for ESPN. But anyway. <laughs> well, well as, you, as you know us and get to know us, we like to take shots at everybody else. So just be aware well, of who we are. Great, but it's, it's, it's good, justified. It's justified. It's so, justified. So going into the fight, what? were you what was the opportunity to taking this fight and why uh getting it when you when you got into the ring and and really got ready for the fight what were your thoughts before you got into the fight um so the weigh-ins weigh-ins was real exciting it it, it was uh my welcoming party to the 185 division i, I feel like i belong in that divi- division over the years i you know when you're young it's easy to make weight so 170 wasn't a factor but as i got older and I put on the manly muscles. That's when it started getting a little bit tougher. So um, 85 definitely was exciting, and it, it, it was it was official. As soon as I stepped on the scale and I weighed in, 185 and a half, money. And I feel like it, it, it's just the beginning for me as far as the win. Seeing my, seeing my guy, Charles Bird, it, it was just, it was killer be killer for me at that moment. As soon as I lay eyes <laughs> on my opponent, it's, I'm looking through this guy. I'm, I'm looking right at him, and I, I'm looking, staring at him in his soul, and just seeing what, what, seeing the best man that's supposed to be that I'm supposed to be fighting the next day. I'm just looking at him like this is the guy. This is the guy that 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 I signed the contract for. This is the guy that's been running my life for the past three to four, 
maybe five weeks, he's been a dead age, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, going in, going into the fight, it, it's just my mind. I try to be as calm as I can when I when I walk in the ring. I don't I don't like to have a lot going through my mind. And besides, I have enough running through my mind when I'm walking out there and I'm hearing my name. I'm hearing the crowd chanting, and I hear my walkout music. Dozens and dozens and dozens of questions are running through my mind, and I I, I just want to be as calm as I can be as soon as I step into the octagon. And have kind of like a blank mind. So, and I go before I even walk in, I always take uh, at least three or four deep breaths. And after that, it's it's just calm, cool, and collective. I keep running through my mind and and stay chill and have fun and live in the moment. So, Maki, going into this fight, before this, I believe you had a fight that was canceled. There was a fight yeah. that you were supposed to have that was canceled. Now, when you're preparing to go into that fight, and then you find out it's canceled because I think that fight was in February, right before all of these shutdowns with the COVID and everything. What did you do to keep yourself composed? Well, here's the thing. Did the UFC say, you know, we're already scheduling you for the next one? Is it things up in the air? What kind of Um, um, security did they give you so you weren't, you know, pretty much in limbo with that? Yeah, after that, after what had happened in that series of unfortunate events, um, I did get to talk with the the UFC, and they, uh, uh, they, they let me know, you know, Clearly, 170 is not the division for you. You, you. you almost killed yourself trying to make the weight. So we're going to move you up to 85. And you're, the good thing is you're one of the 85. You can stick in there on a three to four weeks notice. But uh tell you the truth, I just want to be ready at all times. So 185 is perfect for me. I can stay ready, be ready within a week's notice. Maybe the next day's notice too, if that if it has to be. But uh, um, definitely, they, they gave me... It felt like it was a secure security when they told me... Uh, that 85, 70 was in division, so we'll try at 85. So I, at the back of my head, I, I'm okay. I, I got the green light that I will have another fight, but I don't know when. So when this COVID thing was going off, I was expecting me, myself to not fight for the rest of the year. So, so I kind of took a break from it all. Now you've been you've been fighting yeah, you've been fighting pretty much since your your teenage years and such. So yeah, been, you've been fighting since you were like brother. 18, 17. Yeah, my first fight when I turned 17. First fight was see, see how much more fun things are in Hawaii. Well, out here, we, you know, damn politicians, man. I'm I'm pretty bored of New York. I mean, Maki, you don't want to be in New York, man. No, unfortunately, I mean, with all, I mean, you know, I mean, it's 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 fun around like the holidays sometimes, but you know, it's it's fun for a couple taxes. Of taxes are a pain in the ass. There's no the humidity traffic, over there in Hawaii. That's for you sure. You know, what I mean, the traffic. We get to walk around in shorts all year. Mm. I, I yeah, like tank tops and surf shorts. Go to the beach every day. Dude, he goes to the beach every of, day, and it's of, called breakfast. Here. We go, and it's called a weekend. <laughs> now, well, I've never been to Hawaii. I've been all over the world. I've never been to Hawaii. I definitely want to go over there. But it's, I heard it's very expensive. Yeah, no. Very expensive. <laughs> as, as you get... the price to live in paradise. <laughs> as you guys know, we are talking to UFC fighter Maki Coconut Bombs Patolo. Um, Maki, what is it like fighting in front of no one? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're fighting in front of no fans. You have a bunch of ring announcers. I mean, you, you practically can hear the ring announcers when you're in the octagon. What is it like fighting in front of no fans? It, it was another, it felt like another realm. But uh, honestly, if, I, if I'm being honest, it felt like another sparring session going in there and not hearing anybody. You dial it in and you, you kind of, when there is a crowd, you still hear the boos and the, the cheers. But you're still so focused on the task at hand that you don't really notice the crowd cheering and everything like that. So for me, it was just another, just another fight. But it was really cool to hear the, the, 
the um, announcers on the side, to hear my corner very clearly, to hear my punches landing, to hear the guy dying under me, you know, it, it was, it was something else. Now come now in Hawaii, you're basically the next wave of these young up and coming. I shouldn't say young up and coming because, like you said, you've been yet. fighting since you were six. <laughs> so he's 29 years old. Hey, he's listen, in the prime. Hey, he's a, that came out the womb. dude. He was a he was a veteran in like he was a veteran in like the sixth grade. So <laughs> when it's supposed to, you know, coming from Hawaii, you're basically the next wave with that whole legacy from BJ Penn, Kendall Grove, you know, Max Holloway, who's already established as champion, all that, and now you're coming through. Yes. Now, when it comes to um, the UFC or I shouldn't even say UFC, the, the MMA fight scene. The fight scene in Hawaii has been big even way back, way back even in the 90s, I remember, because now one of the bigger promotions oh, yeah. um, is, I believe, Trinity, Rachel Ostowich's father's promotion, correct? Yes, correct. And But you came out of Victory. That was the big promotion that you came out of before going to Bellator and then coming to the Contender Series, right? Right. So now... Leading from Bellator, you only had one fight in Bellator. I only had one, yes, and that was when they came to Hawaii, the first showing. And then after that, that's when Dana White decided to gobble you up and put you up against Justin yeah. Sumpner, who everybody knows in the New York area. He's been an amateur champion over here and such, and then he went over to it was over and out of Connecticut. He was working with Nick Newell. You know, it's funny you said gobble him up. I mean, uh, we were just talking about Dana White. Looks like he ate a, a couple of too many donuts, and now all of a sudden you just <laughs> use the. You Marky, use gobble you're going to get used to this. The more you come on the show, Arrow is obsessed with Dana White. I am not obsessed with Dana obsessed. White. I'm just, obsessed. I'm just not a big fan it's of like him. like single white female over here. He's obsessed. <laughs> single white female. He's got like a bald cap in the back, and he starts like talking about himself in the third person. And starts oh cursing out, throwing F-bombs all over the place. Hold he, on one second. Secret love. You never hear me say any F-bombs on this show. Ever. No, that's why I said you do it in private. Well, that's true. That's, I do. that's what we most stalkers do. Well, look, you know what it is, Maki? Maki, I get really upset because when I look at I'm a big boxing fan, and I was a boxer, and I did mixed martial arts for a couple of years as well. When I look at Dana White and I look at the UFC, I think they should be paying their fighters. I absolutely think they should be paying their fighters. And I'm looking at some of these undercard fighters. They're not making – they're making pennies to the dollar. And you talk about some of these yeah. boxers right now. They're on the undercard, and they're making $500,000, $600,000. I, I, one of my friends is a professional boxer. He, he knocked out Bernard Hopkins out of the ring, and he's making about five dollars to $600,000 a fight. And you, you look at somebody look at like that. you. We look at you, Maki, and you're not making anywhere close to that money. That bothers me. That really bothers me. Yeah, it bothers. It bothers me too. It just it bothers it, me too, man. It, it, to me, it has a lot to do with Dana White. It has a lot to do with the the UFC organization, and I, I think he they, they mistreat their fighters. And I sit here all the time sticking up for the fighters. And some people think that I hate Dana White. I don't hate Dana White. I dislike the fact yeah. that he is worth almost three hundred million dollars. And he doesn't pay his fighters. That's what bothers me about Dana White. Anything else? I, I know he's trying to bring in fighters. I know he's trying to figure things out and trying to bring in the new wave of fighters. And you're one of them. And I, I'm looking forward to watching your next fight and, and seeing what you're going to do in the 185 division. But what bothers me more yeah. than anything is somebody like you who deserves the money. And I'm looking at you right now. I think career disclosed earnings is $20,000. I mean, seriously. You should be making more than that. Yeah. Add another zero or another two zero to that, you know? <laughs> That's I mean, what I'm saying. Uh, um, this, this, this game is crazy. We are we are a young sport still in, in, in the world, to the world, where, where 
UFC, One FC, Bellator. We're all we're all you know we're still just kids amongst the football player that that's the NBA boxing. So all, we still got some growing to do. But I definitely do feel like we put more time in than any of these other athletes to to our craft to dedicate, especially if we're 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 shining like the way we are. So there is classes, there is levels to it, and I know my worth. So within these next two three fights that you guys are about to see, it, I, I'm gonna be I'm looking to leapfrog and jump the, the pond to to the deep end of the the money pool. Maki, Maki, you need an agent. I'll be your agent, man. No, you don't. I will be not your him. agent. Not him. I will be your agent. I, that's just, Trust that, me. That's going to go re- over real well when Dana White <laughs> says, so we got another fight for Maki. Oh, who the hell are you? Yeah, that's going to be real good. Yeah. I'll help you out, man. <laughs> who do they have now? You know, I, I, I listen to, I've been listening to some uh, podcasting lately, and uh, I'm a big fan of Mike Tyson already, but he, he said something that stuck with me. The future is in our mouth, man. So I, I, I highly believe... My my mouth will bringing me a bright be bringing me a bright future in the next couple of fights, guys. Just just uh, wait on it and watch. Got some king shit coming out. Speaking of speaking of which, when you say your next couple of fights, it seems like now with this whole COVID era of of the fight scene, they're turning over fights really really fast. So you're seeing guys fight real quick. You know, every month just about. You're seeing fighters just about every month repeating and such. Have they already lined you up for an up and coming bout or a couple of promo- of or possibly a couple of prospective um, they- opponents? Uh, thank you. They haven't. Um, no, no, no opponents really brought to my door yet. But uh, um, I, I'm staying ready. When all, when this next month of Fight Island is over, and they bring it back to Las Vegas, is when I'm looking to perform again. Uh, I don't really want to fly across the world. I, I'm already on an island, and Fight Island should be on my island. <laughs> so when they do come here, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to to help defend my village and what we do. And it's just really quick. And it seems, not sorry, not to cut no, you off. No, no, that's good. And it seems like with some of these, in some of these cases where the guys are getting pulled out the week of the fight, I mean, would you be open if they turned around? I mean, like you said with the Fight Island thing, if they turned around and it, hey, listen, Maki, we need you, man. Somebody's out. We want to fill the spot. What do you think? Pay me the money. <laughs> well, you want to know something? Now he's got leverage. Now he's got leverage. To my contract. What I would say, Maki, this is what I would say. Show me the money. That's what I'd say. Show yeah. me the money. If you ever so seen Jerry Maguire. He might be too young for that. No. He's not as old as no, us. I know that one, man. Show no, this, this is where I try to start making fun of our age. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Maki, you've seen Jerry Maguire, right? Yes. Uh, you see? He's a Jerry Maguire fan. There we he go. He didn't say he liked the movie. He just said he heard of it. <laughs> uh, he's seen it. I heard of it. Oh, he's already there. You go. Oh, God, Maki. I've seen, I've seen that clip, though. I've seen that clip, though. <laughs> That's right. Cuba Gooding Jr., which I interviewed a couple of years ago in Miami. As you guys know, we are talking to UFC fighter Maki Coconut Bombs Patolo. Where did you get your middle? Where did you get your nickname, Coconut Bombs? Honestly, I just wanted a cool Instagram name at first. I was tired of having Maki Pitolo and M Pitolo as my, my username. So I just wanted something cool, and then it kind of just stuck with me. I was like, hey, you know what? I should use my ID name as my nickname. I fucking I throw bombs anyways, and I love the accent. So <laughs> yep. it, I'd use it once, and it stuck with me from there on. 
after his last fight, I mean, the guy could call himself whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> I mean, coconut <laughs> bombs, what the hell? Call him whatever, whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like it. There's just me, man. There's yeah, well, me. how about atomic bomb? How's that? Listen, the last person <laughs> should be, the last person who should be talking about nicknames is you. Well, hold on one second. Yeah. <laughs> See, he even agreed. Maki, Maki, first of all, he calls himself Panda, and, and he calls his, his team Team Look Panda. Look at me, Maki. Look I, at me. If you look at Panda this guy, fits. Okay. Uh, okay. And and I call myself Team Gratitude. You know, I you know I, I oh, give God. people all the inferior greatness of who I am as a person. So Gratitude is my nickname. And I'll tell you this right now: I don't really have a nickname. You want to call me asshole? You can call me asshole on this show. I could care less. Okay. I, about a matter of fact, we I don't know about you, but I want to know your opinion. And we've oh, been God. arguing about this. No, this is to me. I want to know your opinion to this. Khabib. Um, oh, Christ yes. almighty. No, I, I, no, this is what I want to talk this, to him about. Not him. So uh, we've been arguing about the whole Ferguson and Gagey fight. And Gagey, no question, knocked, he knocked him around. He knocked Ferguson around. But Ferguson was going into the fight not expecting to fight Gagey. He was fi- expected to fight Khabib. Two weeks before the fight, he decided to, Khabib decided to go fly over there to Russia. And I understand his family, his father is sick. I understand that. But two weeks before the fight, this is the same guy. This same guy that had five fights, four fights that were supposed to be with, against Ferguson. And three of them, actually two of them, he dehydrated a week before. And one of them, he hurt his elbow or hurt his knee or whatever he hurt himself. And the fight never happened. Now the fight will never happen because Ferguson went all the way from the number one contender all the way to number four or number five. So I don't think that fight's ever going to happen. If you, were, if you were Ferguson, would you have gone into the fight knowing that you did not expect to fight Justin Gagey? Yeah, I feel like Gagey is a top-notch fighter, and you need a full camp for that one. Any of the any of the top ten guys, top five guys, you need a full camp. So you know, going in, it kind of was the wrong move to go in and just fight Gagey like that. Um, he should have tailored himself down with a whole full camp, man. He, he, and then cutting the week before when he did cut down to fifty-five again, that could have played a factor too. Him saying it didn't, uh, it, it's hard to believe, man. He didn't really, he didn't really look like himself when he fought Gagey that way. Okay, my head's about to explode right now. Not because of you, Maki, because this guy over here is making it sound like he just proved a friggin' point. Where we have it on video, if you go back, he felt that Ferguson got screwed. He did get screwed. Because Gagey beat him, and he didn't have a chance to train, no. and he didn't have a chance to this, but he agreed to the fight. He agreed to the fight because yeah, he's not going to back down. He agreed, he agreed to the fight. So therefore, yeah. boo-hoo my ass. You agreed. Yeah. You can't now lose, and now, you know, you got to eat it. You got to eat it. He did eat it. Maki, whose side do you want? Team Panda or Team... uh Team Gratitude. When it's it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, the man signed the contract. So it's all his fault. (laughs) But but you know, Maki... I got to go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Panda, say it. Say it. Come with him, man. That's it. It's over. Thank you. Uh, well, thank I, you. I, I disagree, Maki. So there. Bamboo up your ass. Uh, well, there you go. I, I'll tell I you wish, this. I, I wish he could have. He had his options on the table. Mm-hmm. Now, my thing was, if well, Ferguson knew, really wanted to, he could have said no. He knew what was going into it. Exactly. Ferguson could have said no he and basically said, no, let, just let me, held let it out there. Bit. Let me get a full count for this guy. 
Plain and simple. Well, he I, had the leverage. Again, he did have the leverage. Again, he was getting brought. First of all, he needed the money. And I know that Ferguson needed the money in the situation. He hasn't fought in. Uh, remember, he, he tore his ACL and he was out yeah. of fighting for almost seven or eight months. Yeah, because he, he got chasing aliens. Well, chase, <laughs> chasing, chasing aliens. On the <laughs> Went to Area you see, you see what I deal with? Maki, do you see what I deal with? No, but I'm not about excuses. I'm, I'm not, not about excuses. It's not an excuse. He it's, should. He if you went, said yes. You agreed to take the fight. So, therefore, you have a 50-50 chance of winning and losing. So, you can't say, yay, I won, and then boo-hoo because I lost is not fair. No, take your ball and he go He didn't home. say that. That's uh, again, no, he never said that. Said. I'm saying that he shouldn't have fought that fight, even though he d- he decided to get into the ring because he wanted to make the money. Uh, unfortunately, he knew that he wasn't going to fight again probably for another year. So, obviously, yeah. Maki, you know this, and th- this is the way I look at it. You guys don't make enough money. So, knowing that and being out of the octagon for almost two years, like Ferguson, you would think in your head, you know what? I need the money. i got to support a family. I'm going to take the fight. And that's what he did you know what's even more interesting than that here's a more interesting question mm-hmm. who does maki want to fight next the hell with ferguson the hell with khabib we got maki on the damn line coconut bombs he damn near killed somebody last fight let's talk about let's talk to maki maki who do you want next i want anybody that's gonna reach me into the top 20 top 15 that's where i want to be right now that's where i want that's where i want to fight and then the money's gonna be good there and then leapfrog over to the top the top 12, top top 10. My, one of my biggest questions. about one or two fights, and then we're there. How the hell did you not get a performance bonus for that knockout? The last time I saw a knockout like that. Man, they, brought, they, they brought the house down, though. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I saw a knockout like that was when freaking Baroni was knocking out Dave Manet and he was like stuck up against the cage like 15 years ago. He literally held him up with his punches for Christ's sakes. Uh, you got unbelievable yeah, power. I, I felt like I felt like if the, the fans were there on that one, that was a very exciting fight because the first round, the first the first round was was entertaining, but the second round I just came out and you know floored it. And uh, I felt like, uh, man, did, did you guys see my video I posted of my family? Yes, I did. Yes, yes just I imagine, did. Just imagine, just imagine a crowd, a full house. It would have been epic. Well, it was epic, and and you're you're an unbelievable fighter. You got some power. I, I when I look at you, Maki, you don't see, you don't know where that power comes from, but you can see the torque when you throw the punches. You use a lot of your hip. And I, I, when you landed that punch, it, it completely, you saw him, his whole face, if you watch it in slow motion, his whole face pushed back. Like, like when you watch a boxing fight and you see how their, you know, their, their faces, yeah. that's the way it looked when you knocked him out. It, it was unbelievable. It really was. Yeah. What is it like uh, fighting in Hawaii? And I, I, I grew up a huge BJ Penn fan. I love him. I, I think the guy is, first of all, he's the fastest. He, want, he, he had the fastest black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu in American history, I think, in, in less, than, less than two years. What is it like yeah. fighting out in Hawaii with BJ Penn? It, it, it's amazing. You know, BJ Penn is a legend here. He, he's led the way for me of us younger fighters and the next waves of MMA fighters to come. Um, it, it's mean he paid, he kind of put his foot in the door for all of us local fighters to let us know, you know, this is, this is one of the ways to get there. Um, fighting here in Hawaii, we, we, we have that warrior mentality, that spirit in us from, from, from the birth, man, where we come out here, we, we carry ourselves with pride. Uh, when we fight, it's even, it's even greater. 
and we, we, we love to defend where we come from and what we stand for. I also saw what BJ Penn does in his training when he trains some of the fighters. He brings them into the ocean and he takes them on. The I, lava serious, rocks, yeah. The lava rocks. The run. And, and, and yeah. it's pretty crazy what you guys do, especially some of the tra- some of the training over there in Hawaii. It's it's absolutely incredible. Tell us a little bit about the training out there and wh- how do you train out there for your fights? I got a now I have a steady regimen. I wake up at uh, about five five fifteen in the morning, and uh, two days out of the week I'm down at the beach. I'll do some run swims, and I use what the transfer things I have available to me. I got the beach. I'm going to use the beach for running and swimming. Uh, workouts. I got a. I have a our home gym, and I have our gym at at home that we uh that we used to work out. So I'm working on every every morning using what we can do to to work out. But majority of the time I'm at the beach. I love the beach. Just recently we did started to hike, but uh, the beach is where I'm at all the time. You can find me there. When you and, talk- uh, I, I just love it, man. We're we're in paradise, and we got to use what we have available, not just the 24 fitness, not just the 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 private gyms, you know, get outside, get to a park, get to a beach, get to a mountain, do some do some outdoor work in Mother Nature. It's, it's beautiful and it's good and healthy for you. When you when you talk about going out to the gym and, and to the beach and stuff like that, not to bring up the whole, not to go steering with this whole COVID thing, do you guys have any limitations out there, out on the islands, like we do here on the mainland? We do. We do, but as long as you're outside six feet apart, social distancing, you're good. And, uh, we, we've been doing that. Our, our beaches are big here. Our parks are big. And everybody can stay within a meaningful distance between each other. And, and then the you also got to be, I guess, in the gym and outside in, in, in the parks and stuff like that. And you got to, um, if you're in the gym, you got to wipe down equipment after each use. And I think you only can be there for like one hour. But they are letting people in. They are letting people in the gym. What is it, just limit, like limited capacity? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's almost, it's almost. I'm thinking at the end of this month, it's almost done. As you, as you guys know, we're talking to UFC fighter Maki Coconut Bombs Patolo. Now, Maki, I, I've been watching mixed martial arts now for over 13 years. I was a fighter. I, I, I watch the, the style of fighting now. And, and what, what I learned about mixed martial arts when I started, I didn't understand it because these guys were rolling on the mats, trying to tap each other out. Key locks and Kimuras and all these different things that you learn, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, especially over there in Hawaii. Now all of a sudden you're watching mixed martial arts and it's become a stand-up fight. All these guys are trying to knock the fighters out. It, it's become more of a striking style of fighting. Uh, what is your thoughts of the way the transition of mixed martial arts has turned from tapping and trying to take people down onto the ground to standing up and trying to knock somebody out? Uh. I don't know, man. I guess it's just the wave, the wave, the wave of the, the MMA world, the what they're seeing at the moment. At that time, uh, uh, I would say it was uh, Matt Hughes, BJ Penn, a lot of ground guys where they would finish on the ground. Their, the majority of their wins was on the ground. GSP, another one, leading the way with a lot of ground and wrestling attacks. So I would see where that, that could come in. And now you got uh, Israel Adesanya. You got uh, uh, a John Jones. Guys that can finish fights on the feet and make it entertaining. And that's what a lot of people want to see now is this this amazing, striking, wowing style that you can bring out. Or I would say just an entertaining style period from start to finish. The fight starts on his feet. And uh, it's up to the fighter where they want to end it or how they want to end it. Maki, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to drop a little bit of weight. 
And I want you to get in the octagon with the biggest mouth in mixed martial arts, Conor McGregor. I know he said he retired, and I don't believe him in a heartbeat. I think he's coming back. I would love to see you just completely pulverize that guy. He is annoying. I have attacked him. He's attacked me on social media over the years. I can't stand his team. I can't stand anything about him. I would love to see you get into the octagon and completely whip his ass. If the money's right, best believe it. <laughs> you know, I, I I I love this sport, and I love how everybody has that uh, that that uh, the enemy make an enemy to to get the crowd uh, get the crowd involved and everything. Man, I, I feel like I'm in this I'm in the 185 division, and I can just uh, I can feel it, man. It's gonna be I'm I'm fucking excited for for the future, man. It's gonna be bright. I can feel it, guys. <laughs> uh, are you all right over there? Is there everything okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, He's man, backing just, up his car, for crying out loud. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's backing up his car. It sounds like the reverse. Nah. He's backing up the truck. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm out here watching my bar. I'm watching... Uh, I'm in the middle of, of running a restaurant at the same time. Really? Look at you. I mean, he's multitasking. He's, he's an entrepreneur. Yes. I mean, seriously. Well, they don't pay him enough. They don't pay him enough. That's why he's working at a restaurant. He's got a bistros out there. Oh, give me yeah, a yeah, break. Man, I'm out here. I'm out here hustling. That's right. I, I, I don't I'm telling you, Maki. Maki, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a favor, man. I am going to oh, for the love of Jesus. I am going to help you get your new contract. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna reach out to Dana White <laughs> and his representatives and tell him you better pay this man because this man should not be working at restaurants. He be sure, he should be training, you know, 14, 13 hours a day and concentrating on his family instead of wor- concentrating on uh, running a restaurant. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, Maki, you know how that's gonna go. It's gonna oh. go, Dana. Yeah, it's Errol Marks. Dana, hello? Hello? <laughs> hello? Hello? That's exactly how that one's going to go. Oh, man. Well, Dana White just needs to, you know, listen to me. I mean, I can help him out, man. I can help him out. I can help his product out. I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, As you guys know, we are talking to UFC fighter Maki, a.k.a. Coconut Bombs Patolo. <laughs> Maki, we're we're glad that you were able to come on the show. You know, our thing was one of the main reasons when we first started this show was we wanted to get the young talent, not just in the UFC, but in all MMA on the show to give them that platform, because it seems like a lot of the promoters and a lot of different organizations, they focus on the safe names and they don't unfortunately do anything to promote the real talent, that next wave that's coming in when all of these John Jones and McGregor's and all these guys are gone. You guys are the ones that are going to be yeah. carrying the sport. You guys are the ones that are going to be carrying the business. Unfortunately, they, like they don't do what they were supposed to do as they did once ago, like when they did Ultimate Fighter 1, where you brought, on a bunch of, you brought in 16 guys. Nobody knew who the hell they were. Maybe a few people knew because of Team Quest, you know, Lieben and Nate Quarry and such, you know, Bobby Southworth. But really, that was how they started keeping people informed of who's coming in, who's going to be the next big thing and such. They fell off with that, and they kind of got lazy. I think, unfortunately, with the Contender Series, and I understand that was your segue of getting in, but I think what happened was they started oversaturating with all of these fights, and they didn't do enough to spotlight you guys and your personal lives and individually educate the fan base. 
So that's yeah, why we're we really happy that you came in. And watch about. Exactly. Yeah, that's I why we were happy that. about Thanks this. So much. Yeah, I, I, I want I want to grow my fan base. I want I want people from around the world to know who I am, and uh, I just want to let them know that you know I, I'm an entertaining fighter, somebody that'll bring joy to their life, and uh, you know I, I all aloha from from this side of the world. Well, you bring joy to my life, man, and that's why I want to be your agent. Hey, hey buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maki, what did they teach you in school a long time ago? Just say no. <laughs> Just say no. No, they teach you stranger say no danger. to drugs. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Do I look like a stranger, You're man? Sure as hell strange to me, so <laughs> it's good enough. Maki, thank you for joining us, man. If uh, After your next fight, we would love to get you back on and talk a little bit about your next win because I think you're the next up-and-coming champion in the 185 division. Hey, I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much for your time and putting me on. Uh, open up bombs, man. Team open up bombs. 100 all day. Well, 100 all day. And if you need an agent, come and see me. I'm telling you, I will help you. Just say no. I will help you. Stranger danger. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maki, have a, have a great night. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Hey, hello, guys. And hello to everybody out there in New York, all right? Yeah, oh. Stay up. You're going to have a lot of New York fans after this, my friend, including this this guy Let's right go. here. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Maki, thank you for joining us, man. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too. As you guys know, that was a great interview. That was Maki, a.k.a. Coconut Bombs Patolo. Gave us some good insight of uh, upcoming fights and, and, and really uh, what was he thinking when he got into his last fight and really his thoughts to where he sees himself in the UFC very, very soon. So, and you want to know something? See, this is what I'm talking about. Nice kid. You know, this is what you want to see coming up and all that stuff. So, yeah, Mr. Hawani, Mr. Arakpa, waste your time talking to the same 35, 45, 55-year-old geriatrics, asking them the same crap you normally do instead of forgetting about these kids. Great job. Again, uh, Maki I gave us... I better doing. Oh, you know. Uh, listen to me. I, I, I just, to me... You I'll get say, it, though. You yes, get it. I got it. it. And I, and I take, a sh- I take a shot at Dana White. They, they don't change. No, they don't change. No. They don't change. That's Dana White's fault. That's no, Dana no, no, White's not, fault. All of them, not all of them. Who, who runs... Ariel Hawani's uh, stupid podcast. Okay? I don't know. I don't see the hand that well, comes up. Who pays him? Who pays him? Yes, the UFC. Man. The UFC. Joe they Rome. pay him. The UFC pays him. And who who runs the UFC? Dana White. So that's why you you're seeing it right now. And to me, it's a complete utter bull. You know, I'm not even going to say it on the on the show, but. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Maki is an upcoming fighter. He deserves it. He should not be working at a restaurant. He should be training uh, 14 hours a day and not worrying and about. Paid for it. Yes, and, and not supporting, not trying to support his family because he's not making enough money. I think it's a completely utter uh, humiliating. And I, I'll tell you this right now. This kid is going to be a champion. You can hear it in his voice. He wants to be a champion. Dana, why don't you give him a championship fight and stop being a pussy, okay? Because I am completely tired of seeing. All these good fighters, and especially a young kid like this who wants – he's hungry. He wants to fight, and he doesn't get enough of them. And, and when, you, when you look at how much he's making, he made $20,000 so far. $20,000. I mean to me, he's not making enough. And, and, and to me, you can't support a family making $20,000, especially living in Hawaii. Okay, So it's a complete bull 
you know what. Anyways, when we come back, we're going to get into more of John Jones. We're going to get into a lot of stuff coming right up here on Caged in MMA. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Right there, right there, hold on, right there. Boom, I faked him. Oh, whoa, that was, whoa. I'm back. But, Mother Bobo, how you say that name? I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to drink a Coors Light. Fighting out of the red corner. I completely dominated that fifth round. That fifth round want me to fight. From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> show in America, Caged in MMA. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Caged in MMA. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Anthony Anderosi. As you guys know, you can reach us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Guys, download the app. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys. Download the app iOS, Apple, go to the search key and put in WWSRN, or you go to the Android. It's very simple, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and you'll find us. Download the app. You can follow our stories. You can see our shows live. We have a lot of great shows. Shout out to the the Big Guy Sports Show. We have the Wise Guys. We have so many shows on our network now, and we're going to add more as we move forward. So shout out to all the guys, all the people that follow us on our social medias. Follow us more and tell your friends to follow us. I don't know how much I have to do to promote this. This is, we have great shows. We have great content on our network. And we don't hold back on anything that we say. As you know, with this show, we do not hold back, even though Team Gratitude always wins, as we all know. So that's just, uh, you know, that's, that's just Obviously, you can tell we don't drug test on this show. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's shrooming right now. <laughs> well, if, they, if I was shrooming, I'd be, I'd, be flying. Right now. I'd be flying with squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, as you know, we are going to get back into uh, – we, we talked about the fights, and we'll do our picks a little bit later in the show. Uh, we still have about 45 minutes left of the show, and I want to give a shout-out to Maki for joining us. Gave us some good insight, not only uh, about his career and where he wants to see himself in the future as a UFC fighter, but he even spoke out that he wants to get paid, and he deserves to get paid. He should not be working – in these restaurants where he is a manager at a restaurant in Hawaii when he should be training 14 hours a day and just pretty much doing mixed martial arts. I, I just – I don't understand where the UFC is going with this as far as their product is concerned. Pay these guys. Pay them. You don't want them to get endorsements. You're not allowed to get – they're not allowed to get endorsements because Reebok controls that's, everything. That's my biggest problem is the endorsement pro- is the endorsement deal. You know, these guys should be allowed to do the endorsement deals. You know, it's it's not fair, and especially because Reebok doesn't pay them that much. It's a tiered system, and it's a fraction of what the hell they would make if they were able to make their own deals with endorsements like they were able to back in the day. You know, the tap-out shorts, um, you know, sprawl, all those things. And This happened like, what, six, seven years ago when they got the Reebok deal? Yeah. And it's it screwed the, some of the fighters because a lot of the fighters like Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes, Matt Hughes at the time was making a lot of money. So was George St. Pierre. Matt Hughes was making – St. Pierre, who the hell uh, – 
They were all making money, especially with the shorts. Mm -hmm. You know, tap out, and then unfortunately, I think what fell off with the tap out was after Charles Lewis mask, as everybody knows, one of the the founding member of tap out passed away. I think that's where it fell and declined, and that's when tap out became a JC Penney line that WWE promotes now. (laughs) You know, it went from you know went from like a a freaking generic version of Under Armour. It went from the hot cool shirts to the next uh, Under Armour thing. But that's where I think they should be allowed to do. The whole Reebok thing, I think it's more or less just the UFC getting money, not the fighters. Like we said, it was a tiered system. And then when you see the monster logo, well, obviously, now you can't promote the bangs and the sports drinks and all that. If you do, it's going to be on a magazine cover somewhere on the inside page that nobody's going to see. Right. Or on a website that's nobody's going to see in terms of a commercial, and there's probably some kind of rules about that as well. Well, and that's why when I look at mixed martial arts and, and, and where it's going, I, I think there's a lot of good young fighters. There are good young fighters. I don't know if superstars, because as good as Maki is, I don't know if he's a sellable product that he can become that superstar. He keeps knocking people out like that. It's marketable. No, no, no question, but he's got to do that consistently, and he's got to go out there, and he's got to do it against a great fighter. He's got to go out there and knock out a Conor McGregor or Woodley. He's got to go out there and knock one of these guys out where you know they're superstars or worse superstars and show them that you can end them like that in, a, in, a, in the first round like he did in his last fight. As much as we, and even as much as I think we both, and probably more so me, were knocking the amount of fights and saturation that was going on to, during this COVID time of having all of these fights one after the other one after the other one after the other this is probably where the opportunity that this is where these young fighters can showcase their skills because like we said maki could possibly and i'm using maki as an example knocked knock kid out very little wear and tear he's probably going to be fighting maybe even before fight island maybe in in july possibly well he deserves it he deserves it and here's the thing he's not that he's not that hurt he's got a little wear and tear unlike the main event, when uh, Josh Emmett and in, in that fight, have, did you see that fight, the main mm-hmm. event? Mm-hmm. That fight, unfortunately, Joanna and Zhang fought. Because if they didn't fight, that probably would have been the fight of the year. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. That fight was unbelievable. That Joanna-Zhang fight was unbelievable. One of the greatest fights I have ever seen in mixed martial arts history. You want to talk about, you can compare and contrast some of the greatest fights you've ever seen. I'm talking about all the way from, it, there were no weight classes, all the way till now. That, that fight was brutal. And these guys, these two ladies completely destroyed each other. And it was so close. The fight was so close. And Zhang did win the fight. I absolutely believe she won the fight. I would say three rounds to two, especially in the last round. She dominated last round. And you saw, you know, Joanna, as good as Joanna fought in that fight, and she landed some good shots, her face was completely ruined. I mean... Her, did you see that contusion on her, her forehead? Her head was deformed. <laughs> she looked like. And I'm an not alien. saying it to be. A she joke. looked like Ferguson's alien. <laughs> no. Did you, ever, did you ever see the Elephant Man? Uh, yes. The John Merrick. Yes, of course. Her yes. Head yes. Uh, Cher was in it, right? Cher. No, that's Mask. Yeah. Well, that was. Yeah, he was the. No. Uh, the elephant. Yeah. The Elephant Man was like 1905. Yeah, John but, Merrick. Yeah, but the Mask England. didn't he have elephant? Didn't he have the elephant disease? No. Yes. Something else. No. Some cranial thing. No. You have elephantitis. Yeah, he had elephantitis. No. no. Elephantitis is for the balls, man. Exactly. That's why he didn't but have I'm elephant talking, anything. An elephant man, man. He the was for <laughs> something else. I'm telling you, it babe. was like a calcium. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, man. No, uh, you're. you're what are you two, laughing at? You're taking two you t- things. You just said elephantitis. I mean, <laughs> that's what you're. That's for your balls, man. Something. I mean. <laughs> 
I mean, if my balls hang to the knees, uh, then I would have elephantitis. You're popular. I mean, you're not going anywhere, but well, you're popular. If I had basketballs, yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it was deformed. It was the, the last time you saw something like that in MMA was when Homelnik had that hematoma against mm-hmm. Aldo. Mm-hmm. And that was a hell of a fight, too. That was a great fight. Even with yeah. that hematoma, he almost won that fight. Mm-hmm. That was a 3-2 to, to fight. That was um, when Aldo was actually good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now he's just a now complete getting, waste of space. Now he's getting space. charity yeah. title bouts. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> and I'll tell you this right now. And I was a big Jose Aldo fan. I watched him, you know, come right into the UFC, never lost a fight. I mean, I saw him kick a soccer ball, half, court, half a basketball court into a basketball uh, hoop. I, I saw him do that. And he was a fabulous soccer player, by the way. He could have been a professional soccer player, but he chose mixed martial arts, maybe because of Anderson Silver and some of the gods over there in Brazil. But um, I will tell you this. Jose Aldo has no reason or any thought that he should be getting a title fight, okay? He doesn't deserve it, and the fact that he's getting one is a complete mockery of what the UFC is trying to present to the fan. And I've said this over and over and over again. Dana White could say and do whatever he wants, and I'll I'll tell you this right now. I'm not even going to take a shot at him. I, I won't, but I will say this. What he is putting together and the product that he's putting together, the fighters that he's putting against each fighter, is a complete, utter mockery of what the mixed martial arts world should be and where it should be moving to. Guys like Maki, you should be giving Maki the opportunity to fight a, a, a ranked fighter. I mean, this guy hasn't fought a ranked fighter yet. I mean, he just said it. I want to fight the top 15 fighters. And this is the problem. The top 15 fighters in the, in the 185 division. Who's the best fighter in the 185 division? Stylebender. Who? Stylebender. Stylebender. Uh, yeah, Arasani. Mm. Which Arasani is getting ready to go become one of the coaches on the next Ultimate Fighter mm-hmm. against Kosa. Mm-hmm. Which that fight should have already happened, but it didn't because Stylebender wanted Romero. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... They listened to him, even though Dana White and all these people said, the fight does not make sense. We didn't want to do it. Then why did you do it? Why did you do it? You know what's funny? And I, I know you like uh, Colby Covington. And, uh, no, I don't. Uh, oh, you don't like him? No. Uh, uh, maybe it wasn't you. But Colby Covington, who uh, he wants a, a rematch against Kamaru Usman. Last and, time I checked, and, he lost the and, first time. And he, did he lose? He got his ass whipped so by Usman. No, uh, and that's what. And tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. because you, we could probably say the same thing about boxing. Mm-hmm. When you definitively lose, no, he definitely did. <laughs> when you it wasn't even close. This is not a three to two decision. No, this is not a, a you know. A, a, it wasn't even four one. It wasn't even four one. It was five zero. That's what it was. It was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was over. So where the hell does somebody other than possibly shrooms or <laughs> ecstasy mm-hmm. come across to the point of saying that I deserve a rematch? Well, again, uh, I understand where Kobe is coming from. He he believes that he can beat Usman, and and he he didn't prove it in the first fight. No. And with Usman and what he has done so far, I mean, what he did to Woodley was completely yeah. Woodley never he didn't lose a fight in for how long? I mean, I, I think Woodley was the champion for like three years. He didn't lose a fight, and he completely destroyed Woodley on national pay per view TV. And 
completely destroyed him. And when he did that, he put himself on the map. And then Kobe came out and said he wanted him, he wanted him. And, and, and Usman says, I'll take anybody, I'll fight anybody. He, he signed the contract, and, and everybody thought Kobe, because he's a great wrestler, he was going to take Usman down to the ground and completely dominate Boy, oh boy, was that not untrue. I mean, Usman completely dominated from the ring from the top all the way to the bottom. It, it was just completely utter ridiculousness that what Dana White is putting out, the product that he is putting out, is not selling to the fan anymore. It really isn't. Now, you, you want to bring in the next Ultimate Fighter? That's great. How I haven't watched the next Ultimate Fighter since season three, okay? I have not watched it. I don't even waste my time watching it anymore. No, you probably watched season four. No, I watched season the three. The one with BJ Penn. I saw that one, yeah. Season, so that, yeah. Was the, that was that was that was the last one. Probably that was the best one. Remember yes. Gray Maynard, yep. Nate Diaz. Yep. That was probably the best one. It was season four. Yes, was that was the last three, one. And then they had the comeback. Uh-huh. Actually, no, you're right. It was season three. Season four was the comeback. Yeah, I didn't watch that. That and after I think it was maybe season. I think five. it was season three. I it, think was it was season three. three. It was season because the second one, if you remember, was Matt Hughes and yeah. Rich Franklin. Yes. But that's which I loved. That was great. The first three were great. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely. Why? Absolutely. Because it was going in place with what we were talking about about educating the fans with what mixed martial with, arts is with yeah. not only mixed martial arts, but with the training, my favorite part and not because I've been a coach for a long time. My favorite part was always watching the way they train mm-hmm. because it's a side that you don't see, right? You always see the fights, right. obviously, but if somebody's a dominant fighter, those fights could last 90 seconds. You don't really see the training and how it goes into it. You don't really see inside their brain, you know, in regards to how they think about things and their personality and such. And it builds you to kind of draw a fan base. Mm-hmm. They're not really other, – other than performance right now, these countdowns aren't doing enough. Because even the countdowns only showcase what? The main event? The main Maybe event. Maybe the co-main oh, event. The, the, sometimes they do it the third main event. They, they do three main events. You've but only it. if what? They're like veterans. Yes. Well, they did it with – what's his name again? Um, oh, who's, who's the fighter that came back after two years and – Oh, what's his name again? Who, Cruz? No, 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 no. He just came back. He was, he fought. He just fought a fight. Oh my God! We were just talking about him. He 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 stayed away from fighting for two years uh, because he wanted to get his stand up game back. We were just talking about him last week. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Um, well, I know we were talking about Cruz because oh, not he Cruz. said he shouldn't have been there. No, 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 not Cruz. Although he shouldn't have been there. Who the uh, hell else were we talking about? The kid that uh, he stayed away from uh, MMA for a long, long time because he, he, his stand-up fighting wasn't good. And then he came back and he dominated and knocked out. Um, I can't believe you don't know who I'm talking about. I can't believe you're not telling me his name. Oh, my God. Blame uh, it on with me. an M. With an M. With an M. With I think M? his last name is at, with an M. Oh, my God. I can't believe you don't know who I'm talking about. We talk about him all the time. and I, I completely... Oh, my God. Oh, this is classic. Oh, my this God. This is great. Whatever. Dude, <laughs> That tells you how tired I am. You know, I, I, I'm forgetting names now. I, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't forget your name. I mean, seriously. You still do. Well, that's true. You got Maki Patolo, but you can't spell my, you can't pronounce my name, and I've been here. Andriosi, okay? Holy Christ almighty, you really are tired. Uh, <laughs> you, you did that by accident. No, I know how to pronounce your name, but yeah. Andriosi sounds even better. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds yeah. better. Talk. How do you not like Anthony Andriosi? I, mean, I don't. It gives the der, you know, duh, der, you know. It figures that's what you're talking duh, about. Duh, I mean, like, duh, you know, you, you vote for Team Gratitude, not Team Panda. I mean, duh, I mean, you see, and you, you know what's Andrew, really funny? What? You owe me 50 bucks. Why? You didn't get him to sing. I forgot about that. Did you? I, I forgot didn't. about that. I did. Why don't you say something? I wasn't allowed to. That was a stipulation. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. I still have Ian. I still have Ian. 
What? I still have Ian. I, you said you said next one or the show. other. No, but you said either one. Oh, you said either one. God. You said either one. You did. You just said Ian's name. Yeah, no, you did. You just said Ian's name. What? I thought we were going to keep that a secret. What? For the next show. Well, okay. Well, you I, let the cat out of the bag. Whatever, man. You wanna whatever. Tell, you want to tell? You want to tell? Like, you know what I mean? All the people you family, what you getting them for Christmas next? Ah, oh, man. Freaking I'm just, blood, I'm just man. telling you. I'm telling you right now. We said one or the other. I, could, I probably would have gotten Maki singing. Not happening. I think Maki was going to sing. I really do. I think Maki has a personality. I think he would have sang. I really do. No. I mean, he answered every single question, and he even didn't hold back on the whole Dana White thing. He, he admitted that he's not making enough money, and he thinks Dana White's making too much money. So he did say that, and he didn't hold back on that. He could have said, you know what, I plead the fifth. He didn't plead the fifth. He said that he should be making more money. He well, did say that. Well, of course he said that. Uh-huh. He, but he didn't say anything wrong. No, he didn't. I didn't say he said anything. I wrong. I didn't say you did. But I'm Why are you saying, so defensive. But now, me? now I know to remind myself, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that person, that other UFC fighter, to sing. No, he you will can't. sing. Now you can't. Yes, I can. No. Yeah. No, because now he knows it's a bet. No. We, if he was on the show, I said either or. You said he could have been watching right now. It's uh, disclosed. You can't do it now. He's not watching. It's it right tainted. Now. He's. He just had eye surgery today. Yeah. What? He didn't have ear surgery. He's listening. He's not listening. Oh, he had eye surgery. God. He's laying in bed, man. Who With his gonna... eyes closed listening to us. Uh, so you si- you think that person is sitting in bed right now listening to us while he just had eye surgery. You, you, why? Is there something wrong with our show? Uh, no, I, I don't think there's anything so wrong with our show. why the hell show. wouldn't somebody be listening? I just don't think he's, been li- he's not listening right now. Why would somebody not want to listen to me? Because uh, Team Panda why? stinks and Team Gratitude is even better, you know? <laughs> like I said, like I said, roofies uh, over here. Wait, the roofies? If I, was gonna, if I had a roofie right now, I wouldn't be sitting here. That's for sure. I'd be hiding under my desk okay that's what i'd be doing God help have you me. ever had a roofie have you ever been roofied i don't think so no nobody's ever slipped a roofie in your your cup of you know or something like that no nobody i don't think so really no. ah well but then again i, I wouldn't remember I, right? well if you if you wouldn't remember obviously you were drugged right i don't know yeah, well, exactly so obviously maybe you were roofied I I was roofied at one point. I'll tell you that. But that's that's another show, okay? I'm not going to talk about being roofied on this radio show. But nevertheless, um, I do want to talk about uh, some of the fighters that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. And um, I want to get into Frankie Edgar. And I'm a huge fan of Frankie. I've known Frankie a long, long time. I actually trained out of his gym in New Jersey for a little while. You were a Team Rhino guy? Yeah. You poor, poor man. Yeah, I was there for... Were you there for Rob or with Stephen Katz? Rob. Rob. I was Rob. There for, you didn't deal with the Katz guy? No, no. I was there Katz for Katz was a piece of work. Yeah. I was there for Rob. Rob was a nice guy. Rob, Rob, yeah. Rob was a really nice really, guy. Really, really nice Were guy. you with K-Roddy? What happened? Was Was Roddy there? K-Roddy? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know um, Kenny, Flo- Kenny Florian was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Guido was there. Um, so... Old uh, Team Rhino. Yes. Um, but... Uh, Clay Guida is one of the funniest, nicest people you'll ever meet. He had a nice show last week. Yes, he did. People could turn around and say, what, whenever you see ESPN say, what did you think about that decision? Mm-hmm. Do you really think he lost that fight? No, <laughs> I thought he won that fight. I thought he won that fight. Unfortunately, that's what they want to do. They don't want to give the old fighters. When somebody has so many takedowns, mm-hmm. well, when somebody has so many takedowns, what I'm going to guess this is somebody we want to talk about. Uh, welcome to Caged in MMA. Who are we speaking to? What's up, guys? You got to quote a couple points and listen to your show. Hit us. I mean, can you, you ask his name? Kobe Covington got dominated. 
According to one judge, he was up 3-1 to one going into the fifth round. Another judge had a 3-1 to one Kamar Usman going into the fifth round. Mm-hmm. And the third judge had a 2-2 two two going into the fifth round. So if he would have won that fifth round, he would have won the fight. So this idea that he just got washed from start to finish... I don't know what fight you were watching. I, I don't know. I don't know what fight you were watching because I watched the fight, and I don't think Kobe Covington won one round. And if you if you really look at the fight, and actually after the, after the show, we're gonna actually watch the fight over again because I have it already on on my playlist, and and we do watch fights after the show. We sit here and we watch the show and we talk about next show, but. Kobe Covington got his ass whipped in that fight. I don't know what you were watching, and I don't care what the judges say because judges are most of the judges over there are absolutely wrong. Now, who are we speaking to, by the way? This is Kevin. Kevin, what's going on? Oh, I, I, ah, Kevin, what's going on, man? My Chicago friend over here. Yeah, man, I'm just watching. I was listening to that. You said he got washed from start to finish. You make it sound like he just got completely dominated, but... Um, everybody says that fight, that was one of the best fights of the year. That was a, it was a dog fight going back and forth. You look at the striking count, they're really even. And I think if he didn't get his jaw broken in that third round, he probably would have won that fight. I think in the fifth round, the, the jaw damage really hurt him. So, um, I honestly think he has the best chance to beat Usman. Um, I think, what's his name? Gilbert Burns fighting this weekend, or at, Fight Island, he has a good chance of a one-shot knockout. He has the power, but I just don't think he's going to be able to keep it up for five rounds. I, I'm um, actually reading look. MMA Junkie, okay? And this is where you got it, MMA Junkie, okay? And I'm reading it, and I don't, again, and I'm not taking a shot at you, Kevin, because I'm looking at the no. scorecard right now, and yes, on one of the scorecards, a judge did have it, 3-1, Kobe, Covington, all the way to the, the fifth round. Who were the judges? Does it show who the judges um, were? I'm going to get it right here. Let's see. Judge, 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 judge. It's always fun to, to see who the judges are. Uh, I'm trying to get the judge. TKO judge match. It doesn't really Kevin, say. Kevin, the, pi- the picture that you have of the scorecard, does it say the judges' names on the bottom of it? Well, you don't even have to look at the judges' scorecard. You look at the fight. I mean, Kobe wobbled them multiple times. Usman got hurt multiple times in that fight. He got his knees buckled multiple times where if Kobe would have capitalized this and pounced on him, he probably could have finished him. I mean, nobody's able to been able to hurt Usman like that, so I mean, I just don't know what fight you guys are watching. Did you look at Kobe really Covington's, did you see Kobe Covington's face after the fight? Yeah, that was the fifth round. That's what happened. That's but what did happened you did you see it? Did, did you see his fight? Did you see his face? And did you did you look at Cameron Usman's face after the fight? That has nothing to do with the fight. I understand that. I know not you're looking at it. You're looking at the takedowns. Scored. I, I, I understand, Kevin, and I know how the fight is scored. I used to fight, and I understand that takedowns and controlling the ring and everything. We have a guy right over here that's a, a, pro, a professional referee, so he knows how to score the card and everything like that. He is a professional referee. Watching the fight, did you think Kobe, Kobe Covington had any chance in that fight? No. Now, let me yeah, ask why. Let me ask, I'll answer you why. Let me, let me explain why. When it comes to when we score, all right, and this is an ABC delegation of, or, or how they delegate what score goes to what, it goes based off of significance of a strike. So unlike when it does the whole compu box and this guy had so many strikes and everything, a lot of times the strikes aren't based off of significance, meaning how much damage is after each one. So a lot of times when people read... After the fact, well, he scored this many. A perfect example was the last, just last week, Clay Guida had three times as many takedowns as 
Green, but Green still won that fight. So a lot of times people turn into, well, got taken down. What did you do with it? Well, you, you punched him, you got him in trouble, but after that, what did you do with it? Did you lay back and such and everything like that? So a lot of it is all based off of opinion and basically perception of how the judge sees it. Now, personally, I think Usman, even though the striking could have been even mm-hmm. or very close, I think Usman had more damage, which teeters that towards how it goes. The three Ds, that's what they go by, and that's what they teach the referees, the judge. So everybody's on the same page. It's the three Ds, damage, duration, and dominance. Not, it doesn't go by frequency. It used to go by frequency. It did. But when, if you remember, and I'm sure you remember, Kevin, when they were talking about the whole who's judging these fights, are they boxing guys and such, it was going by frequency. They tried to stay away from the idea of frequency, and they started going more towards the significance of the strike, the damage behind it, the dominance, and how dominant and uh, the duration of that dominance. And, as well. and remember, Kobe Covington, he broke his jaw in the third round. His jaw was broken in the third round by Usman, by a, 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 a what was it, a left hook or a right hook? I mean, his his jaw was broken, and he even said it in he when when he was out, he was in the corner in the third round after the third round, going into the fourth round. He says. I can't move my jaw. And he says, what's wrong? I think, I think I broke my jaw. That's what he said. So hearing that, and you know and I know, he said it, and everybody heard him say that. Um, that's something that, you, you know, when the judges are watching it on, on um, video, and they, they, have, um, they have televisions right on their tables. They saw it. They, they saw that his jaw was actually, all messed up. We actually don't. We don't have them anymore. No, they don't have them anymore? We don't have them anymore. They used to have them back in the day. Usman won the third round based off the damage he uh, he gave to Kobe in that third round. I gave Kobe the first two rounds and I gave him the fourth round, and then I gave uh, Usman the third round and the fifth round. It's it's judged by round by round. You can't. And if you're talking about damage, when you get wobbled, you get punched so hard that your knees buckle. That's an obvious sign of. Did damage. he fall? Go back and watch. Did he play. fall? Did he fall? It's not about how many times. Actually, no. But here's the thing. Physically damaged. You don't have to fall to be. Did they have damage sustained? Judges don't say, oh, well, he got rocked, but I guess he didn't fall, so it didn't count. No, no, no. No, it, 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 no first of all, you first don't of know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, oh, really? Clueless. I'm clueless. And, you're, and, you're, and you know everything, right? Because you, you're a Kobe yeah, Covenant fan. Yes. You know everything, right? You know everything. The same, the same guy, the same guy that you said won the fight. His jaw was broken in the third round, and you're telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're, you're, Kevin. You, you know everything, Kevin. You know everything. I I don't. You did say that. You said Kobe Covington won the fight. Did you not say that? Yes, you did. No, I didn't say that. I said it was a competitive fight. No, you didn't. You said a judge said it was three to one. Uh, Kobe going into the last going into the last round, it was three to one. So if he was winning the fight three to one, he won the fight three to two, right? He said no, that. No, I said he was winning the fight up until the stoppage. Uh, the That's stoppage. What that means. Well, guess what? He had a broken jaw in the third round. So I don't know what you were watching, but I do know some significance of a broken jaw or uh, a popped eyeball or a ripped ear or a ripped eyeball. You're going to look at that, and that's a significant damage. That is more damage than watching his legs wobble because he got a, he got a punch, okay? So I don't know about that. When yeah, you look at it— That's why he won the third round. That's why he won the third round because he hurt him badly, uh, rocked him with that jaw, broke his jaw. It's judged round by round. You don't break someone's jaw and then all of a sudden win the entire fight. That's not how it works. Well, I know that. By your logic, 
By your logic, that means Stipe Miocic dominated the fight. He dominated Daniel Cormier because he knocked him out in the fourth round. No, I did not say that. By my logic... What? Based off your logic, yeah, that's because he down. He, fun, he won the. You're fight gonna honestly sit here and tell me fight. that Kobe Covington was winning was winning that fight because he wasn't. He was not winning that fight. I don't know what you were watching, but he was not winning that fight. And I, I'll tell you this right now: I could get ten people right now. I'll call ten people right now that knows MMA, and every one of them will tell you that Usman was winning that fight going into the fifth round. He was winning that fight. So I don't care what the judges say. I don't care what you say. I know what I saw. And what I saw is what I see. You're going to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about? That's fine. You want to see somebody stumble back? I know when somebody has a broken jaw in the third round and you see that. And he's telling, them, he's telling his corner he has a broken jaw. Well, that tells me that tells me that he was getting his ass whipped. That's what it tells me. That's what, yeah, that's what, look at his Josh face. Look at his video. face. And look at Uzman's face. Relax. Take it easy. Josh you just told me I don't know what I'm talking about. Josh Simon has a torn ACL, and what happened? Mm-hmm. He won the fight. Mm-hmm. His, his knee was completely shot. Torn who, who are you ACL. talking about? Josh Emmett. That the last, yes. the main event. Yeah. That okay. Was a hell of a fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think just because someone's injured, that means like, oh, he got injured. It's over. How did he tear his ACL? How did he tear his ACL? Um, he got. Hit by a punch and got off balance, stepped wrong. Mm. He hurt himself. Well, the that's how is, that's how he tore his ACL. Well, the thing is, Kevin, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, he hears you. Go ahead. Oh, okay, Kevin. I think one of the difference with that and the Emmett fight compared to this is one of the fights got one of the fights was stopped, where Emmett actually was able to finish the fight, and the knee injury was actually confirmed after the fight. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was turning to the point where he was incapable of finish or if he was unable to finish they probably would have stopped it similar to what happened with uh, Macy versus Roxanne when she couldn't stand up anymore and such so in this case the fight ended where Emmett yeah he finished the fight won the decision that was a hell of a fight too um but I think when it all comes down to it I don't think Kobe has really based off that performance I don't really think that that fight the rematch between the two of them is the first one Usman should take. I think there are other contenders. No, I'm saying that what my argument was, I think that Leon Edwards, there's a couple other contenders that deserve that fight before Covington gets another shot. Covington will get another shot. Just like I'm sure that Masvidal wants to get in there. Quite frankly, I don't think Masvidal deserves it as much as everybody else. Didn't Usman say that he would would move up and wait? I think he said that. Didn't he say that? That What... I think Usman said, uh, what was it, after the Kobe, Kobe Covington fight that he would like to fight another weight class. So he might not even be in that weight class anymore. So we, we don't even know. He might fight one more fight or two more fights and say, you know what, I don't want to be in this weight I class I think a anymore. lot of times when they say that, it's they're, they're actually trying to predict how much money they're going to make off the next couple of matches. I understand, but I, I understand that, but it, that's, that's promotion. That's all promoting, and, and he's trying to sell his product. But again... I, you don't know what these guys are thinking. Covington wants the, he wants a rematch, and he says that he deserves a rematch. Well, there are other fighters that deserve it too. And unfortunately, Covington, he, I'm not saying Covington didn't give a good fight. It was a good fight. It was, it was, but I, I, don't, I, don't think it was, I don't think it was close. I really don't. That's just my opinion, what I saw. Now, did he stumble Usman? Yes, he did. Usman got caught a couple of times. He stumbled back. We saw that. He caught him. And we've seen that many, many times. We saw that with Nate Diaz in the second fight. Did he win that fight? Did he win that fight against Conor McGregor? Nope. He got robbed. Okay? And Yes, he did. Yeah. 
Uh, he got robbed. And, and Finally, you two agree on something. No, something. Listen, I like Kevin. I, I don't dislike him. I, <laughs> I, I just, this is my I, first time hearing from Kevin, and you want to know something? No, he I closed actually, my show. I, I'll tell you right now. I, it's nice to have a, a caller who, whether we agree with him or not, at least the guy knows what he's talking he, about. He looks, yeah. he looks behind it and all that, and it's, just, it's not just because of, you know, the kid knows something, I, which like, I could actually and, like, and, and, and He knows when it's he watches. Real quick, God. you guys, real quick. Um, the re- I don't know. Saying that he don't deserve a, a shot rematch with Camaro, I, that's a completely valid stance. Um, but the only thing I disagree with is saying that he got washed. He got dominated. I mean, in close fights, close fights are not are not um if you someone there's you look at the attention that fight received everyone's saying oh my gosh what a great fight what a war that was fights like that are not domination when when you dominate somebody you're not going to get fight um fight of the year contender you're not going to get a, everyone saying what a great fight it is mm-hmm. the only time you get a fight like that where there's so much attention so much praise is when it's a back and forth really good competitive fight and that's what that fight was up until the stoppage of the very late for the fifth round. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a minute left in the fifth round. I, I, listen, if it goes to a fifth round, you know it's going to be a good fight. Most of them are, unless it's boring. Mm-hmm. They're wrestling and they're, mm-hmm. they're hanging on each other. But It could be five rounds of lay and pray. Well, I mean. when you look at Kobe Covington's face and, 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 and how he fought in that fight, you can see that the guy is, you know, the guy should be in the octagon. He's a tough, tough guy. And he, he went all the way in the third round to the fifth round with a broken jaw. Do you know, I don't know if anybody's ever, I jammed a jaw. I jammed my jaw and had to pop it back into place. I, I, I've never, I've never broken my jaw and he broke his jaw and he still lasted almost all the way to the end of the fight and that's where why they call the fight because he couldn't take it anymore i mean he was getting hit over and over and over again in the fifth round so and that even have been an early stoppage the way he was he was um hanging onto a leg and there really wasn't there was headshots to the back of the head it could have been an early stoppage it could have that been i actually like, um, right there it was where i agree with you because one thing I've seen and I've disqualified people from and I've taken points people. It's one of my pet peeves. A lot of times people turn with this idea of if I don't have any place to hit and I don't have a target, well, I'm allowed to hit the back of the head because he's not giving me anything. Nope. If you're a professional, you'll find a target. So when it comes to hitting the back of the head, they need to jump all over that, especially with everything that's going on with CTE and everything. Um, don't even get me started with that. So I do agree with you on that. There's a lot there's a lot more of those strikes that are behind the head that you see nowadays mm-hmm. that aren't being addressed at all. And you see it a lot with all these fights that are coming up, especially because of the abundance of the fights. You see it a lot. Um, so I yeah, well, do agree with you on that to, one. When it comes to the end of a fight, you hurt somebody, like some guy just goes crazy and just starts unleashing and he hits the back of the head. It's like, well, shouldn't have been in that position. It kind of just gets allowed nowadays. There's a similar incident with um, Josh Emmett and Jeremy Stevens where – Jeremy Stevens hurt Emmett real bad, and he returned the favor and just got pounded him on the back of the head. And then you got need him in the back of the head, but since Emmett was already hurt, the ref just kind of let it slide. And just in that type of scenario, they really don't enforce the rules as much as uh, they should, like you were saying. And you want to know something? One thing I'm going to let you know right now. When it comes to fouls, and this is the honest-to-God truth, when it comes to fouls, everybody thinks – well, you're allowed a free one because I didn't, you know, you're you got to get warned before your points taken. That is not true. That is an urban legend. It's well, I'm urban, urban legend. It's a misconception. <laughs> urban legend. Well, it it's, is an urban legend. Well, I guess so, but <laughs> it, it's a misconception. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whenever we give rules meetings, we tell people, listen, you'll get warned 
take a point if it, con- it continues. It, but ultimately, it is the judges. It is not cumulative. It is not progressive. So it's up to the judge. It's up to the referee's discretion in regards to if I'm going to warn, if I'm going to give a point, or if I'm just going to disqualify your ass. Hmm. And in some of these cases, I don't know if it's because the big show and whatnot, and we're on TV, and I don't want to screw up, and I don't want to be that ref that's going to get you know, you know, butchered like um. My, um Steve Mazzagatti is and this and that. I don't want to be that next guy and everything. Plain and simple, if you give a rat's ass about what anybody says about you as a referee, you don't belong there. Mm -hmm. You don't belong there. And anybody's going to tell you that, and even the heads of the athletic commissions will tell you, if you care about what anybody says, and it's going to affect your judgment on doing your job because you're worried about what's going to be said about you on the internet, you shouldn't be there. So I do agree with you. A lot of times people, when you you hear that 10-second, everybody wants to go into that mode of trying to steal around. Stealing around, you got to do a hell of a lot to steal around. If you suck the first four minutes and 50 seconds, that 10 seconds is not going to do a hell of a lot for you. So, And if it does, you need new judges. But when that starts happening and you start seeing it, it's got to be stopped right there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a warning or whatnot, it's got to be stopped. Because once that's stopped and you get that warning and you time out and you see if the judge is okay, the judge is going to know that that was a foul. If you let it go... It's considered a legal strike, and that's the unfortunate thing. So, I mean, you're absolutely right when you're talking about that, especially with that fight with Jeremy Stevens and Emmett. It was a good reference to that, exactly. So, And it's almost like referees, they almost got too much freedom to do what they want. Like, um, well, maybe I'll take the point, maybe I won't, or I'll warn this guy, or maybe I'll stand them up, maybe I won't. It's pretty much up to the, whatever they think. Because if you saw that fight with um, Bocock versus Blitz this weekend, I thought Herb Dean should have stood them up multiple times, but it's just really whatever the referee wants. It's but, whatever they. And you want to know something from in charge? They can do whatever they want. And from uh, and I think one of the few times that we agree with Dana White, mm-hmm. as he said, for as much crap as Blades talked about talked on that fight, he really didn't show show up a hell of a lot. He didn't. For he looked gassed. He looked winded, especially throughout that whole fight and such. And you're absolutely right. He should have stood up a, quite a bit. Um, I don't know why he wasn't stood up, and there needs to be, as you said, there, and they do, and I'm not going to say they don't. The ABC, which is the governing body over all of the states and all the athletic commissions for trying to keep everything on the same page, if they're active enough, if they're doing something significant, they have the right to stay in that position. Mm-hmm. Personally, do I think they needed to be stood up more? Yes, because unfortunately... Whatever he did to take him down, that was all he that was all expended, and then he had to sit there to recover, and that's exactly what he was doing. He wasn't looking to progressively in, um, advance his position, and that's the rule. If well, I'll let you sit there, and as I tell them, I tell them this in the corners, not in the middle of the ring, but I tell this in the corners as they come into the ring. If you're on the ground, as long as you're advancing your position, I'm going to let you stay there. I'm going to let you have your fun. If you're not doing a damn thing, you're going to have me get involved in the fight, and I'm going to have to stand you up. Unfortunately, you don't see that as much, especially that fight was just looked like two exhausted guys. They were just waiting for the fifth round. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They were waiting for the fifth round battle. I, I will say this, Kevin. I will say this. I, I've grown even more respect for you as a, a sports fan because I didn't realize how much you know about MMA. And I, you know, you call our show about, you know, the football, the baseball, the, you know, whatever we talk about. Uh, but I, I, you've never called this show for MMA. And I'm 
very impressed with some of the information you gave us. Now, me screaming at you and arguing, that just, you know, you blew me up over there because, you, you know, you're... Yeah. Errol's, Errol's tired. I am very... sugar's probably so low. Yes. He hasn't had a nap. No, I didn't you know, have a nap. I haven't, I haven't slept... Huh? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, my real quick point regarding that, because I'm the type of guy that I don't like stand-ups, really. I like... If a guy works really hard to get a takedown, it's like... And then the referee stands him up right away. I'm like, oh, man, that's bullcrap. They do work that hard to get a takedown. He's going to stand him up. But in that case with Blades, where he's got his head buried in his stomach, <laughs> and he's obviously just sucking wind, trying to wait, honestly just trying to catch his breath, not doing anything, you have to stand him up. Mm-hmm. And Herb Dean, it's like, it's almost like he was he was helping him out. Like, he knows he's gassed. Herb has, Kevin, Herb has the per- perfect first name, Herb, okay? That's all I gotta say. Actually, you know something. That's all I gotta say. He's not a bad referee. Oh, give me He's a not. break! How many times Who's have you seen? Who's a good referee? Who's a good referee? Who's a good referee? Who is a good referee? Jason Herzog. I think he's pretty good. He's decent. He's decent he's right now. Young. Right now, he's decent. Not really the well known. He's not like one of the big street like Big John. Big John. Herb, I like Big John. McCarthy? Yeah, I like Big John. Unfortunately, he's no longer. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's not around anymore. No, I know. But um, I like Big John. I I, I, I liked him as a referee. I, I, I really did. He's gotten, a, he's gotten a lot of slack, but I'll tell you right now, Keith Peterson deserves more work. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of crap for that whole Dominic Cruz thing. Mm-hmm. Dominic Cruz, you deserve to get stopped. Sorry, buddy. Hate to break it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you deserve to get stopped. He in was embarrassed. Really you know, was. plain and simple. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. But in terms of, uh, her is not bad. bad. Look. Would he accuse him of being a, a drunk or something? That was a bad look. Mm-hmm. And and first off, I'll tell you right now, not because I know Keith or anything like that. Keith is, you, you do know him. We we everybody knows Keith. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're in Long Island, everybody knows Keith. Right. Um, but Keith is one of those guys. He has worked so hard to get the position that he has, and he knows better than to jeopardize the opportunity that he has been given in getting all of these fights and all the work that he has with all these athletic commissions. He's a true blue guy, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it out of bias. I'm saying it because I've worked Met with the guy. Met him one time. Met him one time. I've worked with the guy. The guy is as professional in the amateur, when he does amateur fights, as he is with the UFC fights. It's He keeps everything and everybody on the same page. He's not there for the spotlight. He's not. You see some of these referees... They enjoy being in the spotlight. They enjoy getting their picture out there. It all depends on how many guys they want, you know, how many smiles they want to give to that camera. And there's a lot of them out there. But I'll tell you right now, Keith, even um, Josh, Josh uh, Rosenthal, Rosenthal, he's another good one. Um, Jason Herzog is decent. Herb, I don't think is that bad. I don't like him. I don't think Herb is that bad at all. Don't like him. He's a Herb. He's not that bad. Mm-hmm. He's not hey, bad. my last point before I head out, guys, mm-hmm. there's a uh, fight, Titan. Titan FC, Danny Sabatello, the Italian gangster from Chicago. He's going to be fighting the main event. We were just talking game. about him. What was it? Two, uh, four weeks ago, we were, we were talking about him. Yeah, we were talking about him. Yeah, and especially out of Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah, my boys at Hardcore Italians. Yeah, yeah. Santo, yeah. <laughs> Santo, and Mike. That's right. He, um, I wrestled that. I wrestled him back in the day. He whooped my butt. <laughs> he, he ran me over. He was a little bigger, but he whooped my butt back in the day. So. I'm going to be pulling from though, see if he can win this title. We'll and it, see. And it's nice that these other organizations, like, yeah. you know what I mean, have the fans mm-hmm. supporting them as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying because Kevin's on the phone, but because he mentioned 
the fact that Titan FC. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just think the UFC is out there and Bellator and such, and they roll. No, you still got Legacy out oh, there. There's Invicta. so many. There's so many different. You know, companies. there's a lot of yeah. companies out there that you see a lot of these young kids. Bare knuckles now. I mean, bare knuckle is going yeah. crazy. Wait until Tyson gets in there. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm more. I'm more gunning to see. I, this might be the first pay per view I buy of Tyson since Spinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know how much crap I got from my old man? I was 11 years old. I got, like, banned from... I actually... I know Mike. I've met Mike three times. I used to train in his gym in Brooklyn. And uh, one of the, the... The funny thing is, when I met Mike Tyson, the first time I met Mike Tyson, I just looked at his legs. His legs are huge. You want to talk about... Saquon is the only athlete, the only professional athlete I've ever seen that has legs like Mike Tyson. Saquon Barkley. Uh, I met Saquon Barkley before he got drafted by the New York Giants. I actually had a big I, – I, I interviewed him and his father, and I had a big conversation with uh, Saquon for, before I even did the interview. And Saquon is one of the most gener- generous, nicest people you'll ever meet. So. His uncle is one of my favorite boxers, yeah. mm-hmm. Levon. Mm-hmm. So. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Call another time. Absolutely. Kevin from Chicago. I mean, I, I didn't mean to be mean. You know, I just... Uh, no, you weren't mean. You were just loud. Yeah, well, let's see. He says, calm down, calm yeah. down. I, I just got a little angry when somebody tells me I don't know what the hell I'm watching. You got a little... You, know? you got a little... I get a little, uh, you got a little snippy. All right, so let's do our picks. Okay. Let's do our picks here. Here we go. Let me lower that a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's start with the pre- Here we go. Let's start with the prelims. Okay, let's go. No, go to the prelims. Up to the right. Click. Got it. There we got go. It. I got it. Here we go. Go ahead. All right. Drive away. Unfortunately, my uh, <laughs> one of my uh, fellow Italians from the pen- peninsula, Mara Borella's fight got canceled, so we can't go that route. So we're going to start off Jordan Griffin versus Yusef Zadal. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Yusef Zadal. Alright, so, I'm taking Jordan Griffin. Of course you are. Of course I am. Mm-hmm. The fight that I actually want to watch more than anything on this is Kay Hansen versus Jin Yoon Frey, mm. the veteran out of Invicta. I got Jin. I got Jin too. I'm telling you. I'm dying to see what happens with Jin in the UFC after she had such a nice career over in Invicta. Comes out of a great camp, great stand-up, really good fighter. If nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about, watch this fight. You'll see what I'm talking about. Takashi Sato versus Jason Vitt. Jason Vitt is coming in as a last-minute replacement because Sato's original opponent, one of his corners, had COVID and a whole bunch of stuff and everything. So he's gone, and now Jason Vitt's in on two days' notice. I got Takashi. Against Takashi. You got Takashi? I'm going Jason Vitt just because it seems like these guys that are coming in with one day's notice, they just come in swinging. Mm. And they start knocking the hell out of people. So I'm taking Vit on the puncher's chance. Mm-hmm. Lewis, Bob, the fighting Bob Rossi Pena, is going against Kamal Worthy. I got Worthy. Pena. Nah. Pena, by submission. I even said by submission. There we go. Mm. <laughs> Next fight. Okay. Going. This is now going to the main card. Sean Woodson and Julian Arosa. I've got Sean Woodson. Going with Arosa. I'm going with the veteran. Mm. Felipe Linz versus Tanner Boser. 
I'm gonna go with Tanner. I'm going Felipe. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting to figure out who the hell we're going with here. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Jen, we're all picking opposites here. Mm-hmm. Brennan Allen versus Kyle. Don't call me Mikey Dukakis. There we go. I got Dukakis because I yeah, like. Yeah, we're his going name. Brandon Allen just because I want to go against you. <laughs> we got Gian Vellante, the hometown boy, against Maurice Green, veteran of Glory and the UFC. Uh, it's this is this is a fight that this, I'll is, let you this pick. could I'll really go either first. way. Yeah, this who, one who, I almost want to flip a coin. Who do you have? Uh, a draw. You got a draw? I, this may actually go to a draw. Hmm. Because here's the thing. If Gene wants to take him down, mm-hmm. and he, if he wants to control him on the ground, it'll be it'll be John's fight. If he's going to go stand up with Maurice, there's going to be that chance where it's going to be a who had more strikes, this, that. We're going to get the judges involved. So you got? John Volante. I got Volante, too. Okay. Mike Perry and Mickey Gall. I'm going Mike Perry. I got Mike Perry, too. And what's your biggest reason for taking Mike Perry? Nah, he's stronger. And Mickey Gall's not fighting CM Punk, so yeah, I'm taking Mike Perry. Yeah. yeah Mike Dustin Perry. Poirier and Dan Hooker. This is going to be the best fight on the card, obviously, because it's the main event. Um, you think? Uh, yeah. I- I'm going to go with... It's going to be a close fight. I think Gian's fight is actually going to be more of a battle. Yeah. I got Dustin Poirier. I think it's going to be Dustin Poirier. Also, I think it's going to... I think he's going to finish it. I don't think he's going to do a decision. So there you guys got it. You got our picks. But before we go, I, I know a lot of people ask me, what am I going to sing on this show? And no, I am going to sing a song. Nothing. I got a minute of it. No, it's it's a, minute a minute song. No, and I wanted to sing this song because I, I think it's something that we all loved when we were kids. You what? know what I mean? You're screwing me right now, right? Come on, guys. The Wizard of Oz. Yo, the bridge is closed and I got to go. Me represent the Oh, this is my favorite part. Come on, everybody. We represent the lollipop kids, the lollipop kids, the lollipop kids, the lollipop kids. He'll be history. He'll be history. After this shit, I will. There you go. How about I make a deal with you? What? What was that? How about we get rid of these songs? Oh, look at this. How about we get rid of these songs? I'm just kidding. How about we get rid of these songs, man? Why? You don't like it? It's not pertinent to what we do here. It is. It it, it gives us a good image. It does. No, no, no. no. I I think it does. Get get me Beatty singing a Rick Ashley song, and then we're talking. Rick Ashley? Really? Uh, You want to hear Speedy sing Rick Ashley? Uh, You want to know something? After hearing, what did you used to do? The Tears for Fears? Ah, uh, yes, Tears for Fears. The Tears for Fears. Yes, yes. After the Tears for Fears, you almost have to go a little Rick Ashley, I think. All right. So, uh, you know what Either you Either that, and then we can Remind me. If remind he nails me. that, then we push him right into the Ace of Base. 
Oh, that would be funny. Wouldn't that be a good one? Ace the bass, Speedy Petey. I don't know, man. You could have, like, the disco. <laughs> Get some glow sticks on his fingers. Oh, and have man. Like, those glow- Remember the gloves from the rave shit? Mm-hmm. You're just a DJ. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. That's I, what you need. Get some get some glow sticks for him. Mm. Start hanging them around his neck like a damn Christmas tree. Let <laughs> him start going crazy. You could actually spin him around in the chair as he's singing. Oh. Anyways, guys, that's it for our show. I'd like to thank Maki for joining us. Gave us some good insight uh, in his upcoming fights. Uh, hopefully... Uh, soon, soon. Uh, very Hopefully, soon. we don't have to wait until freaking August to see this kid again. We want to see the kid. Uh, he, uh, he completely dominated his last fight, and uh, I'll tell you this right now: great interview. And I, again, I'm going to say this over and over again: the UFC needs to start paying their fighters. Maki even said it. Uh, this guy is managing a restaurant in Hawaii and training from five o'clock in the morning to one o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, this guy is uh, a breadwinner for his family, and he deserves all the money he can, you know, he can earn. And, and the fact that he's only won, he's only won twenty thousand dollars. And we have pathetic. to also address the fact that the kid called in mm-hmm. while on his lunch break yes. because he's six hours <laughs> six hours behind us right yeah. now. So he's in the of middle credit. of his work day. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this kid really has a lot of time during the day for free time anyway. And the kid was able to do call up and, you know. Gave us a lot of Gave us a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you want to know something? UFC also needs to give these young fighters exposure. Mm-hmm. These are going to be the guys that you're going to look to make money off of later on, guys. And you're not giving them any attention. As you guys know, you can call us at 631-965-4990. And remember, go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. We'll be back in two weeks. Don't forget to download the app. That's right. Download the app. Good good job, Anthony. I had to to jump in there. There we go. I like it. I had to fill my quota for that. Well, you did. You filled it. Anyways, um, uh, we will be back in two weeks. Uh, we're going to have a couple. Uh, we, do, we do have another UFC fighter that is going to join us in two weeks. So stay tuned for that. Another up-and-coming fighter. So definitely stay tuned for that. It'll be a great interview, and I will have him singing, by, singing, by the way. Anyways, until, uh, until two weeks. Still, that's still contaminating the no, bet. No, it's not. If I wasn't supposed to tell them they, they shouldn't do it, you, now you're – this is crooked. They're now. not listening. This is crooked. Why would you say he's not listening? Because he has eye surgery. Do you I know how you. good this show is? Why would he not be listening? Because he's doing his eye surgery. He told me he's going to be but busy with his eye surgery. But he's not screwing with his ears. Whatever. Anyways, uh, we'll be back in two weeks, so stay tuned for that. And definitely stay tuned for us in two weeks. Uh, we're going to have a great show lined up for you. Until then, this is Errol Marks and Anthony Andriosi and the Caged in MMA. And this is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we will be back. Well, actually, we have shows uh, tuning – definitely tune in this week, and we have a couple of new shows uh, tuning in um, going on tomorrow. We have Off uh, off the Mat, a wrestling show, and we have uh, the Big Guys Sports Show. This is the big on. guy right here that you want to listen to, everybody. So, right yeah, here. Definitely stay tuned Your on the weekends. Your favorite big guy right here. Stay tuned on the weekends. Until then, this is Errol Marks and Anthony Andriosi saying good night. We'll talk again. to you later. I got goosebumps. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Right there, right there, hold on, right there. Boom, I faked him. Oh, whoa, that was, whoa. I'm back. But. Mother Babo, how you saying, man? I'm gonna go home tonight. I'm gonna drink a Coors Light. Fighting out of the red corner. I completely dominated that fifth round. That fifth round want me to fight. From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's time. The number.
show in America. Caged in MMA. <laughs>